Yo, I put it like wow. This that sound. These oaks don't work hard like me. I hope they know by now. Bail, bam. Stand my ground. Throw these money trees go overseas like Percy Tow. I'll make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No negatives allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. And I'm MKT. And it's a couple of days after Jesus' birthday, which is good. How old's Jesus now? 2022 or 21? That's actually a very good question. Because we haven't hit 22 yet, so it must be 21. Do, do people count the nine months in the womb? No. Because it's called birthday. The day you're born, not not conceive day. But but when is when is because having studied chemistry, we believe life begins uh, um, at the chemical level. Well, having not been a heathen my whole life like you, <laughs> <laughs> that's Paulo Diaz. <laughs> that's Paulo Diaz. Now the person you heard just now is Ryan. <laughs> How yes. are you doing, Ryan? Ryan <laughs> yourself. That's good. Who knew we'd start off on that note? Yeah. You know? You know what I'm saying? I'm ice cold in the studio. In the studio. I just want to bring it up. But everybody complains about that. I always say, how else would you have a studio? This is the temperature to have it at. It's good, it's good for the equipment. It's for the equipment. The equipment keeps cool. Then the fans don't kick on. Yeah. Because especially in this studio we're on, on MKT's right, if you're watching this on YouTube, there's yeah. like a little... like rack of stuff yeah and the fans of those go on and you can some i hear it yeah i can hear when people are in the studio without the aircon on the aircon makes less noise than the fans so there we go and our voices are instruments like our voices are tools yeah those have got to stay cool yeah optimum temperature what about that ryan from a professional standpoint well it is only the second day in the studio so that's why I'm just getting used to it. But it does make sense. I understand now. But now I just need to know to bring a jacket. <laughs> a jacket? Bring a jacket it's, with. It's, it's this guy is six foot six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks like a friggin' springbok. Like Thor. He's built like Thor. Yeah. And he's going to wear a little jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. This making me sound ridiculous now. Well, you know, if you, you're going to be ridiculous, expect people to make you sound ridiculous. Fair enough. You know what I mean? That's ridiculous, right? Absolutely ridiculous. Um, by the way, I just want to say I'm so unhappy at the moment because the cricket's on in Centurion. Uh, if you don't live in the Republic of South Africa, it's about 25 minutes from me. I wanted it to rain for the rest of the series because if I can't be at the cricket, nobody must be at the cricket. I, I don't want anybody else happy All right? because I'm not there. So just thought I'd share that with you guys. The game got rained out yesterday. Well, not the, yeah, it's just one day of okay. five, yeah. Okay. So I was hoping that would carry on because, again, yesterday I wake up at like one thirty, but 50,000 Australians making out with the batsman, basically, packing the cricket stadium in Melbourne. We can't go anywhere. I can't be near the cricket stadium. How's that right? It's because you're watching these Transformer movies and Omicron's around. Omicron yeah. could be a Transformer. Paolo. I was just going to say that I'm like recapping him. Go ahead. I think Omicron was Omicron, Omicron <laughs> Prime. 
Are we due Omicron Prime next? Well, have you seen all of the Transformer films? I have seen even the dinosaur one. Oh, my God. Have you seen the dinosaur one? Paul, I've seen all of them. I even watched up to uh, the Bumblebee film, which is not about the origin story of Bumblebee. It's about a girl overcoming her fear of diving. Well, it's that's the one with Hayley Stans- Stansfield. Is that Stans- her name? Yeah. So she's like quite an it girl. Like she's like super hot right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't hate the Bumblebee, Bumblebee movie, right? I did enjoy it. The one that threw me. So in the evolution of Transformers movies, you got Michael Bay blowing everything up <laughs> and Megan Fox running around brawlers. Yeah, like yeah, for, yeah. I mean, this, okay. The right? first three films, yeah. This is basically Michael Bay's tactic, right? And Michael Bay isn't like Jason Bateman. We call him J-Bay. This is not Michael. He's not, I don't think he's my Bay, but he's like, this is Michael Bay, the director. So gotcha. those are first Transformers. Then stuff got weird. There was Transformers, Dark Side of the Moon. They started sounding like Led Zeppelin albums. <laughs> At a point. <laughs> <laughs> then there were the dinosaur ones. Yeah, that was Age of Extinction. That's it. And then they came back to, okay, well, we've gone so big, let's go micro level. I didn't hate that one because it had an awesome soundtrack. Um, Bumblebee. The Bumblebee. But I've actually got the soundtrack. I've got it here, my playlist, Apple Music playlist. Soundtracks make all the difference. I told you this yesterday. What a fantastic playlist that movie has. Okay, I want to come back to the Bumblebee one, right? We're going to come back to the Transformers thing because I have so many questions for you. <laughs> Paolo, I'm so glad you've watched it because Ryan hasn't watched any of them. I couldn't talk to him about it yesterday. Recently. Recently. Well, you haven't watched – Yeah, you, you don't know about the Age of Extinction. I think I watched it when it first came See, out. But that I can't was have – I ago. think. If, we're doing, if I'm doing a movie review, i got to know that you know. You, you know what I mean? I don't work off I think I did or whatever. Do you know or don't you know? That's what uh, reviews are about. But we're also going to talk sport today. Um where I was right, where I was wrong, Man United are in an incredible transition right now. Yesterday, Cristiano Ronaldo looked like the angriest Portuguese human being to ever live. And Portuguese people do get angry. I do have a few of them in my life. But wow, Cristiano Ronaldo on fire yesterday. He tried to, he tried to, I don't know if you saw the tackle uh, by Ronaldo on uh, Fraser. It looked like he was trying to... <laughs> <laughs> Listen here. Let me, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know if you want to get into it now. Let me just give you an insight into Portuguese minds, right? I watched that, and I was like, anybody's ever played at Edenvale, Reimsuk, Fiverside, Randburg, wherever it is, yeah. we've all done that. Yeah. It's a legitimate play for the ball. Yes. I'm going for the ball. I'm going for it. <laughs> oh, no. I missed the ball. It happens. What? He's faster than me. What am I supposed to do? I tried to move, but I couldn't. Yeah. That was petulant Portuguese. That There's was awesome. even There's even alliteration in that. <laughs> a petulant Portuguese. Ryan didn't like that because I was popping on the mic. No. A petulant Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a sound guy. You don't like the popping sound. No, no, no. But it's only so much a pop filter can do, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I love that because Ryan Fraser did a triple front flip. Because <laughs> he's like half the size of Cristiano Ronaldo. That was awesome. Uh, and then... Um, do you know what? A striker is still necessary in football, and I think Chelsea saw that, but I think I went through a couple of sort of dynasties. You still need an old-school number nine. You, you, you just do. Yeah. And I think Chelsea are starting to see that. I think they need to buy uh, backup number nine in the January transfer window, but we'll, we'll talk about that and much, much more. All right, we're going to take a break. What do you think? Well, what's, your, what's your vibe? Well, I'm taking a break. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's take a break on the other side of the MKT show. All 
Okay, I want to get straight back into Transformers Talk. Because, Ryan, you haven't seen it, so I'll be taking no comments from you. Okay. A little speculative. Okay, Paolo, I want to tell you something. When I knew it had completely all fallen apart, <laughs> in the, f- the, 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 I think it's the dinosaur one. So that's the fifth one. Because remember, the fourth one is when Mark Wahlberg becomes the star now. He's the failed farmer guy. What's weird about that one, Paolo? Mark Wahlberg is supposed to be a, a Texas inventor. <laughs> he sounds like a Boston guy. He, he sounds like Mark Wahlberg. Ma- Mark Wahlberg has gone into the Steven Seagal zone, where Mark Wahlberg only plays Mark Wahlberg. That's it. That's maybe what it's, I said to maybe you it's the Al Pacino zone. Al Pacino, Robert, they got to a point where they only play themselves. So Mark Wahlberg, you're quite right. It's very off-putting. The next thing is, like, I don't want to stereotype, and I'm sure he's obviously a ridiculously smart guy, Mark yeah. Wahlberg, right? Yeah. But I'm not buying him as any inventor because that's the one we invent stuff <laughs> in his barn, right? <laughs> right? You're 100% I mean, Mark right. Mark Wahlberg though. will bench press me and eat me as one of his 25 meals. Remember when you did that last year, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm not buying him as even a barnyard inventor. No. No. No, no. I'm not doing it. He, that's not what he is. He, he, he's Marky Mark. Like, we know who he is as well. Funky Bunch, Marky Mark. You know what I mean? His brother's a back... Uh, uh, what? A new kid on the block. Yeah. Underwear model. He also plays one of the best detectives in the New York police department. Donnie Warburg, yeah. Donnie Warburg. What are we talking about there? The, for uh, the Departed or what? No, he features on the Blue Bloods. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that. Uh, Selleck. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. series. He's really good. He, I mean, Donnie Warburg's an actor. Mark Warburg's a star. I didn't realize he was a rapper, though. Yeah. That rapper. shocked me because I'm so used to this guy beating up perps and being like that good good cop, bad cop guy. And then next thing I see him in like a flat cap. The funky bunch. With with like a mic and he's like controlling a crowd. I'm like, and, and a good rapper as well, hey? Yeah. There's something about Boston White Boys. They can rap. <laughs> yeah. The House of Pain guys, jump around guys. There's something about Boston White Boys that can rap. Working class. And I'm going to tell you something that you're both going to cringe at me because you're going to be like, Ryan, how old are you now? Um, I was watching, I think it's NCIS. And I didn't realize Lil Cool J was a rapper before he was an actor. I like that you said Lil Cool J and not LL. But, um, oh, sorry. Uh, LL Cool J. Yeah. yeah Lil. It works. It, I, I could see how that no, works. Wait, wait say, say what you said again. You didn't realize LL Cool J, Lil Cool J, was a, a what? A rapper. I didn't know he was part of like Ice Cube's movements and Snoop Dogg and all of those guys back Whoa. in the day. Yeah, it's incredible. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I only found this out later. You didn't know LL Cool J was a rapper first. It's unbelievable no. to me. You thought he was an actor. I went to a record store in Melville and I saw this guy on, on the copy of a, on, a, on a record and I was like, Hold on a second. Lil Cool J. Oh my <laughs> so I meant LL Cool J. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. How old are we? What about the song with J? What's the song with Jayla? I mean, but, uh, and that was late already. He was yeah. like 90s guy. No, he was. He was part of that whole um, NWA. That style of, of rapping. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. era. No, he wasn't. He he wasn't. LL Cool J was. So there was all the gangster rap. The NWA were like huge. They blew it up. There's yeah. parental advisory, Satanism, people were burning records, that whole thing. <laughs> LL Cool J went softer because yeah. he came out. I mean, his big hit, even though his big hit was Mama Said Knock You Out, yeah. right? The LL st- stands for Ladies Love Cool J. So he was more smooth boy, good-looking rapper. So he actually wasn't hardcore gangster with him. And he fits the profile, too. No, well, what I meant is his style, and I, I, I totally agree, and pa- Paolo would know 
um, that era of music. But what he did in, was you could actually hear him rapping back in the day, like back in the mm, 90s. He had that KRS-One, <laughs> like I can hear every syllable of what you're saying, which is what rap should be. But okay, whatever. I sound like old guy now. But Ryan, what are you talking about? LL Cool J is like freaking legend, dude. No, I didn't, but I didn't, re- I, I didn't realize this. I wasn't exposed to that kind of music till very later when streaming platforms came out and you actually had access. I was, I was living off, now that's what I call music CDs. <laughs> like I was it's the West 12 or 13. It's the West End. I, I, well, I forgive you. You know, I spoke to somebody the other day where we said, oh, well, you know, Beyonce's band. And they're like, what, Beyonce's band, what are you talking about? I was like, no. Oh, we're talking about Kelly Rowland. And I said, no, Kelly Rowland, because she was in Beyonce's band or group. Yeah. Like, Beyonce, what are you talking about? I was like, Destiny's oh, Child. Destiny's Child, yeah. One of the biggest selling female acts of like up until then. Yeah. Like never. No, How be- old was this person? They were like old enough. You'd think they'd know better. It's like I sometimes <laughs> worry. Like I sometimes go like I have a lot of music knowledge. Yeah, right. It's and it's something I care about. And I, and, and I sometimes go, but surely these are things people know. Or maybe it's just you don't know. Do you know this? Like, I don't know. You have to, you have to be part of a group that's, that sort of listens to that kind of stuff. Like, like I said, I only really got independently into music just in college. I had a friend who used to collect vinyls and after, when we had breaks during lectures, we'd go to his house and watch documentaries on various album things. And that's when I started taking music a lot more seriously. Go visit the record stores, go see what's, go see what's there, start collecting records. So, it opened up a whole new thing. And that's when I started discovering all these things. I was like, wait, but I know this guy from being a boss in NCIS. I love that. I, I love that. That's your introduction, introduction to him. Like he's, this is not the peak of his career. No, he's not done at all. so much. This is a side project. Th- this is actually his redemption because yeah. it goes, Oh God, I've got nothing to do. I'm still getting the royalties from New Kids on the Block, which can't be huge because people aren't like remaking re- New Kids on the Block because you know that happens. Yeah, yeah. So they start either remaking and then new young artists do like a collab with you and a new generation. That New Kids on the Block aren't even doing that. They're not even doing rewind, nothing. Yeah. Right? New Kids on the Block are like not on the block. The new Kids have moved to the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> okay? New Kids like on their third family. Each, right? <laughs> And so Tony Warburg isn't even like, let me do something else. Yeah. I don't want people to think of me as a rapper. People are like, why is this old man on the screen? Surely they should have given it to a younger guy. It's incredible. And so, Donnie Warburg is awesome, by Donnie the way. Donnie Warburg and LL Cool J to you. You've just, you've met them. But there's a guy who sometimes, um, you know, you may hear his voice, James Ilsley. His favorite line, right, is, yeah, but I wasn't born then. But I think to myself, what are you talking about? When I'm talking about like Meryl Streep, you know what I mean? Like to me, I just would go, oh, she'll last forever. That's how you act. But James is like, no, 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 I wasn't born then. But we've spoken about James and his lack of accountability. <laughs> if it wasn't in his universe, it doesn't exist, right? Like I wasn't born in the 70s, but I know I know a lot about the 70s because I go, well, the 70s influenced the 80s, which influenced the 90s. So we're all a product. I wasn't born in the 40s, but I kind of know about the World War. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, know. I wasn't born in the 1800s, but I kind of know what is going on. Yeah. There. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, but but to, to, but it is a good indicator. It's a different era, right? For young kids now, it's why you'll see on Twitter so and so Harlan's the goat. You're right in football. It's like, oh, they live here now because it's so. If I say it now, it's so gone. It's, it's, it's so gone now. so quickly. It's Don't so worry about now. it. Tomorrow there'll be another goat. Mbappe is the goat tomorrow. Doesn't even matter. Almost. You know what? You know what I loved about what Ryan was saying. 
is this is how you know it's when Ryan's generation goes, um, oh, I've got a friend who collects vinyl. It's like, hold on. I bought vinyl. Like, I could only get stuff on vinyl. There was, that was the only thing. Yeah. And here you are. He's just, he's just bullied everyone. Interesting times, right? Interesting times. But, yeah, that's wild. Transformers, right. Let's speak about another legend who Ryan kind of did or didn't know, which was also crazy to me yesterday. Anyway, this guy called Anthony Hopkins, right? <laughs> so they've figured out a way in the fifth Transformers or... or the f- yeah, I, I'm looking at it was the fifth the f- one. It was the fourth. So you're talking about no, no. The fourth one, it's Mark Wahlberg on the farm. No, the fourth one is the dinosaur one. The fifth one is the last night, which yes, that's when Sir Anthony Hopkins comes in. Right. That's the one where they go to England because the fourth one, remember, okay. is when the, they go to Mark Wahlberg's farm and they try and convince us he's a fail. That, that, that's when they chase him. That's okay. when they, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the fourth one because that's when Shia LaBeouf's, remember, been shunted out now. He's gone. Josh, he's, he still did a good one. Who's that? Shia LaBeouf. I think take, this was before Shia LaBeouf was nuts. Yeah, um, stuff happened there. Mm, take away that. And uh, yeah. he, he was pretty good. Well, for me, here's my problem, right? And they've, they've almost made it exponentially worse in Bumblebee, but they've somehow managed to squeeze in the story. Like I told, uh, told you. In the fifth one, how excellent is it that the King Arthur story has to be involved now so that Merlin can be involved so they can just br- bring in an English-looking Megan Fox eventually? It was like we yes. – do, do you know what I mean? Yes. So that's where it gets excellent. Then Anthony Hopkins is Shia LaBeouf's long-lost British cousin who's the protector of the realm until – do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wow. Incredible. So I am a child of the 80s. Okay, so to me, Transformers was a cartoon show, and any cartoon show in the 80s was a 30-second commercial, or a 30-minute commercial for toys. 100%. Right? That's all they were, to sell toys. You, you, you could not have a toy line in the 80s, and I'm not joking here, and, and RIP to the guy who created Master of the Universe. He passed away just before Damn Christmas. Me. Right. You could not get a toy line into Toys R Us yeah. in the 80s. Or in any toy store, unless you said we've already commissioned a TV show, right? Because kids are morons. So <laughs> when they play with their toys, they need to understand, they need a story, they need a legend. They can't just take, how do I know who's good or bad? Like yep. he kind of looks bad, but whatever. So they need the story. They go, okay, cool. And then you can keep adding more characters. So you've got lots of shows. So you've got lots of toys to sell. Got you. So I remember that, right? Then. Late 80s comes out the Transformers movie, animated. So the Transformers original animated series comes out the Transformers movie. Transformers whole thing was based on a a Japanese toy line, blah, blah, blah. So comes out the Transformers movie. Now, you must know, me and all my friends, the first one whose birthday it was just after that movie came on VHS. VHS is like this old video format. No, I was just in that. That transition, okay. I had the VHS. Okay, so Ryan yeah, understands. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I just, it was just with Little Cool J. Yeah, 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 little, yeah little Cool J. That's what you get his greatest <laughs> hits on. All three of them at that point. <laughs> so, so, we were all like with our little nine-year-old feels. Oh, could have been 88, 89. It was probably around there, 87, around about there. And we're going Transformers movie animated. It's an hour and a half Transformers movie. Now, like, I mean, can your brain comprehend oh. that at that age? It's too much. Would have been a friend's birthday party, swimming party. Yes. We all have a bit of a swim. Yep. And like, kids like, guy, 
I have got the Transformers movie. Look at it. Look at it. I went to Mr. Video yeah. and I got it. And we're like, oh my God, we are going to get this. Ryan's got a question. I do. Did you did you guys have the latest movies at Mr. Video like the week it came out? Or did you have to wait like that annoying period of wait for it to get off the big screen? Well, you got to remember South Africa. I mean, we were getting the movie on video by the time they were releasing the sequel in the States. Because okay. it had to go past Pick Burton and all his people to make sure <laughs> that it wasn't like condoning black and white people being friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so it had to go through that whole thing first. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yes, you would get it, but they would probably be like on the fourth film already released. We would, we're like then back to the Fu- back to the future three while we we're like getting back to the future one, yeah. right? Did, did you guys know this at this point? Or you kind of did. Did you figure it out? You kind of did. there was no internet back then to say, oh, releasing this week. And I'm sure they were also watching we what was published. We had magazines. We had magazines. And sometimes that slipped through. They couldn't get everything. Yeah. So you would kind of know, but like it didn't make, what, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, yeah. No, what are you going to do? Right? And you'd, you'd, like, you'd watch some TV shows and they'd make a reference. You're like, I don't really get that. And of course, for me, those were the mad magazine. Right? Uh, so, so I always knew st- something was happening. Yeah. So... um the we now go we're gonna watch Transformers the movie. Massive battle scene to open up. Oh my god, massive. Optimus Prime, Megatron. Yeah. Oh, it's just a it's just a mess. The Transformers, it's just What are you gonna do? You got a kid's movie. Who's the biggest Transformer? Who's the who's the guy? Transformer. Optimus who's Prime. Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime's the guy. Hmm. Killed in the first ten minutes. Oh my word. Killed, dead, you see him die. He's dead. Well he's a robot, so he can't really be dead. They kill him. And not spoiler alert. Get that movie first 10 minutes, he's dead. And then, of course, there's another guy that comes along because they need a new toy. Of course, like an idiot, I'll go get it. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, despite all these uh, Transformer movies, and some of them look fantastic, and some of them are really hard to watch. Yeah. The CGI is just, there's just too much going on. I can't see what's happening. Yeah. That first Transformers, the animated one, Transformers the movie. Yeah. No Age of Extinction, no Knights of Guam, no whatever, <laughs> right? Transformers the movie. Optimus Prime killed in the first 10 minutes. That's dramatic. Like Game of Thrones. Was there, was there a follow-up after that? Did, no, did he... no. Of so course, they just left it like that? No, 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 my friend. Remember, remember, these movies were made to sell toys. So that Christmas, what comes out? A new series with a new-looking ah. Optimus Prime. You can't be showing up with the old Optimus Prime toy. There we go. You need the that new one. So that's what they did. They only killed him so they could make a new toy. That's exactly it. They traumatized me for Christmas presents. This is how you get in an abusive relationship. <laughs> how you make people stay, right? Is you tell them they're the problem and you, mm. you beat them down to no self-confidence. Oh, my God. I just, I, I'm not even stable. New toy. Bang. Children. Oh, my goodness. I need it. Having said that, now, the Bumblebee film, you say you enjoyed it. Ryan says he enjoyed it. Ryan even bought the jacket. That's I didn't. Ryan will, will buy it. Ryan's, Ryan's the guy who's going to get an aircon mask. And I'm going to buy it. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to buy I'm going to bring that jacket tomorrow. All right. I'm, I'm so that I'm to... not sitting here in, in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll show you. It's even got the little bumblebee thing on it. It's the Alpha Industries collab that they did. So now, Paolo, we ran <laughs> into a little bit of a writing problem with Bumblebee. Because I don't know if anybody else picked it up. I tried to Google it. So the movie was set in 1986. Shout out John Correct. Cena. Correct. They've gone with the woke 2021 nar- or 20 sort of 17 narrative or whatever is the guy's black. She's a white girl. It's right. 1987 in America. That is a problem. Like, we know that. Mm. 
So am I looking too far? Do I need to suspend belief beyond that? Look, we're talking about a car that turned into a person. (laughs) (laughs) So so, 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 so really, anything can happen. No, fair enough. Okay, then there's another problem, which I don't know if you can get out of in terms of writing. Or, again, I might be wrong here because it's a different time. Maybe the it girl, don't know what her name is, the lady. Hayley Stansfield. She's in a lot of stuff because she's in the Hawkeye movie. She's in this other show, oh, Hawkeye show. That she's in this, I think, called Dickinson on Apple TV. I haven't seen she's it. She's Emily Dickinson. Oh, she, she is. She's doing it right now. She is brilliant. She's, and I only just recently songs? discovered her. Yeah, yeah I've recently discovered songs? I saw her on a Fallon interview. Oh, and I was like, her. wow. She's, I, I don't even think she's on social media. I think she actually took herself off. Okay. But having said that, in the entire movie, there are only three Transformers. Are we doing anything about that? Do we care about that? No. So I like that. That's that's kind of like why I like Bumblebee. Because like anything, right? Any movie like of that. When you've gone so big. Yeah. And now this transformer dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what do you do? It's like the new Spider-Man. I don't know if anyone's watched that. Or Not the yet. Avengers, right? Not when yet. you've Very gone sweet. so big, what do you do? Right? You've got to go. Like, I watched Shang-Chi over the weekend. Oh. Ten Rings. I was saying yesterday, right? I need to watch it. Where did you watch that? It's uh, on Disney+. Plus. Oh, no. Well, I don't VPN. If you want to get it legally, it's <laughs> I'm on to buy it. Google Play. No, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm doing 35 very bucks. legal. Rent it. 35 bucks. Yeah. That's fine. I'll, I'll, rent it. That's I'm, what I'm watching tonight. That's yeah. going to happen. But, but what they've done with that is, again, they've gone local. They've gone small. Like, okay. they've gone very within a community. Because once you go, like, with so with Transformers... You go so big. Yeah. You've got to come right small. They went to England with dinosaurs. They went to England with dinosaurs. Now, I think they're in San Francisco, if I'm not mistaken, in Bumblebee. Yeah. And it's hyper-local. I love how Bumblebee talks through 80s music. See, that's your... Yeah. See, that's that's why I'm going to love it. So you're, by, you're in. By the way, for those who don't know, Paolo's still stuck in the 80s along with uh, a beloved friend, um, Dori van Logerenberg, who, who still cuts a mullet how you would have it in the 80s but she just says it's a haircut mm. so t- to Dory and she'll have it like maybe <laughs> twice a year and I said to her oh cool mullet she goes no I just got my haircut but but to her she, she it's not a mullet it's a haircut to mm. her because Dory lives along with Paolo in the 80s the world ended 1259 31st of December 1989 everything good we needed to know ended then here's the soundtrack of that bumblebee is big mouth strikes again the smiths things can only get better howard jones runaway bon jovi save a prayer duran duran take on me aha everybody wants to run the world tears for fears uh the touch stan bush which is a throwback to the transformers movie yeah that's his original song sammy hagar's on there wang chung's on there simple minds the smiths one of my favorite bands of all time Tears for Fears is my dad's favorite band of all time. See what I'm saying? Three and, Transformers. And Bumblebee. Didn't you feel like Bumblebee was almost like a Herbie situation? Like, I felt, it, it felt like Herbie. Haven't yeah. seen it. That, yeah. That's Lindsay Lohan, seen, huh? You haven't seen Herbie. No, but, but there were like a lot of Herbie Easter eggs in yeah. Bumblebee. Yeah. Because yeah. it was also Beatles, if I'm not mistaken. And please, please, if you're going to get into Herbie movies, don't watch that remake. <laughs> Just go Herbie Goes Bananas, Herbie Goes... Just go back to the original Herbies from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. <laughs> Who's the actress there? In the Herbies. Who cares? Herbie. It's Herbie. Yeah, Herbie's the... They don't need a Lindsay Lohan. Just go... If you're going to watch Herbies, go to the original Herbies. Now, Paula, I do like how you are willing to shift when it's for that. But when I say 
Shia LaBeouf shouldn't be the main star in Transformers. You say no. You need a star. I mean... New Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf back then, we didn't know. Like, why is this lady who... Sorry, what's the lady? I want to do... Hayley Stansfield. Why is she the main star? Tell me the Bumblebee original story. She's the it girl. I found out no more about Bumblebee. In fact, I know less about Bumblebee because of that movie. You should have just called it that lady and Bumblebee. No, but can I... Hayley Steinfeld. Rediscovering how to dive. Deep dive. Or or what does she do? Uh, Highboard dive. With Hayley and Bumblebee. That's what it should have been. It shouldn't have been the Bumblebee movie. It's got nothing to do with him. But can I tell you what? I'm actually enjoying the fact that these... Like... We see movies like this that don't have big names on it because I'm so sick of hype movies like the Lion King remake. Absolute trash. It was uh, literally, it they oh. just used Beyonce's name just to get viewership. They used Childish Gambino in there, but Childish was pretty good. But like, I'm, I'm not one, to, like, just, just give but, me but, a. But that's where we are now. The, the biggest star in the world, arguably today in broadcasting is Jake Paul. Who? Exactly. But that, that's where we are now. It, it's, it's a different time. You like, if we get stuck in, it has to be about that. Twenty-two-year-olds, like I said, they don't care. Like Harlan's the goat today. They <laughs> they are happy tomorrow to tell you. Oh, I saw this guy Shavi on the internet. He's the goat, they, and they'll do it tomorrow as well. Mbappe's the goat now. Forget it. I'm on Twitter. It's, it's disposable. <laughs> so, listen. You can either be like our parents. One of the one of the reasons I'm now obviously the most knowledgeable person about movies everywhere, especially modern day film, because I do know old old film, not so much new stuff. Is I don't want to sound like my parents. Have you ever spoke to your parents about music? Ah, uh, the kids don't make real music. And then you become that guy, right? And that's what I was starting to sound <laughs> they, like. They don't, though. <laughs> <laughs> music was better than I did. <laughs> that's, that, that's what, as 1979 to 1989, hey, Paul? Oh, dude, even, even, even the 90s. Yeah, 90s. So mum, good. Come on, man. Mumble rap, do me a favor. <laughs> do me a favor. See, this is what I had to avoid at films. Because <laughs> I was sounding like that when you guys would talk about Spider-Man. Mm. But now I know what's going on. I know that Tom Holland is shorter than his girlfriend and she has a ridiculous name. She has a great name. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. This show is called the MKT Show. The Proteus are 26 for 2. Uh, I, I love the Proteus so much. I love Test Cricket. But I don't care about this because I'm not allowed to go there. So I, I'm doing that whole I don't care, but I do care thing. Because I do care a lot, actually. I do love Test Cricket. I wish the Proteus weren't terrible over the last two years. 26 for 2, trail by 301 runs. Day 3. Yesterday was rained out. And I was so happy. If I can't go, nobody should. nobody should get to be happy if I can't get to be happy. And that must apply all the time, by the way. Like, if you if you are having a great relationship with your new girlfriend, don't tell me about it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, unless you're certain that I'm having something great happen in my life at the same time. I think it's a fair thing to say. You don't like to hear what other people are. Unless my state of happiness is equal at the very least to yours, don't tell me. Is what I'm thinking. I've just discovered that about myself with uh, me not being able to go to test cricket. So say it's, say it's your wedding and one of your friends proposed at your wedding. Oh my. Because it's on the same thing. Are you happy about that? Is, or his, you... girl, is his girlfriend better looking than my wife? I don't know. Well, that's important. No. I, I don't you... I don't currently know your... Remember, we spoke about this this morning. It's a bit, I don't ask about your feelings towards... Well, no, this is a hypothetical oh, situation. Hi- okay. So Let's... in this hypothetical situation, objectively speaking... Is his wife better looking? Let's or say is yes. It? Let's say yes. No, they're not. Terrible. Go home. 
No, but you don't even do that. If you are a person that considers proposing yeah. at someone else's <laughs> wedding, you are probably has this happened? Are we talking? Have you no, seen no, this no, 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 no. Um, I'm. So, so I just can we know talk with a, non with without censure. Yeah, yeah. No, this is this is just a, a topic that I like to ask everyone because there's different feelings. But I've heard people say, "Oh, it's a happy time." It's a time of celebration. There's other people that are like that. Like if I spoke to my, my friend's girlfriend, she was like, if that happens, that person's dead. Dead. Dead to them. Don't invite <laughs> me to your wedding. Don't invite. I would do not ever. We unfriended. Don't follow me. Don't at me. <laughs> you know what? You don't even get a piece of the wedding cake. 100%. Get out of here proposing using my flex. Oh, my gosh, dude. This is my money. This is on my account, Right. And you're using my happiness, my vibe, my booze, my lighting, my w- <laughs> dance floor, my to steal from me. That's stealing. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. That, that, that's, that's done. Well said, Paolo. Like it takes a special person to do what you've just said. She's a piece of crap. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you've said it. <laughs> you're a piece of crap. Like imagine the situation you're putting everyone in there because obviously, uh, one thing I've realized about weddings, it's only about the bride. Yeah. Like everything else 100%. is pretend. Everything 100%. else is pretend. Like the guy has to pretend to be a part of it. The pastor, if you're doing that, the food and whatever, we have to pretend that matters. It is only about her. And here's something unique. It's actually only about 10 seconds. She wants to smash it up the park as she walks to the altar. That's all it's about. Everything else is a lie. Nothing else matters. It does not matter. But for that 10 seconds where she's in her white dress and she is walking up, to, to make the promise to her husband. I've realized that, right? And I, I will not be moved off that position. If you take like a hundred percent of that being the center of the wedding away from her, it's a nightmare for her. It's a nightmare for the husband, right? Mm. And now it's a chatter thing. I can't believe he did it. Let me Was see. The, yeah. Let me see the ring. Yeah. What do you think? Well, have you set a date? Do you use this venue? And it stops becoming about the bride. And now it's terrible. For everybody. The secret of wedding. Ensure that. <laughs> you must protect the bride. That's what it's about. If if the heathens attack the citadel of the wedding venue, <laughs> everyone must sacrifice himself for the bride. <laughs> At this last wedding, you won't believe what happened. And what? I felt so bad. You're joking. Yeah. It happened. Um, you were right. At the, uh, at the altar. So my friend Brendan, he... He, they they did their own uh, written vows as I as I mentioned, which I hate by the way. Yeah, yeah. But it's the first wedding I've been to where they've actually done that, and it was bars. Brendan covered everything he needed to do. He checked he checked every box, and then when it got to the bride, she she hugged him, and then it was like, now it's your turn. And then she does this thing where it's like, she she left her, and sorry, this is on the audio podcast. I'm busy like holding my pockets. She she forgot her vows. Yeah. In in the dressing room. Yeah. Obviously from all the stress. Sure. You check those bridesmaids run out of there so quick. <laughs> Everybody's sitting there because the now he's just given his whole uh his yeah. whole spiel. Yeah. And so then the DJ just starts putting music on lightly and we like and then it's like, sorry, can we just have two minutes? And then we're on this cliffhanger and it's like Grant, uh my friend Grant was the flower boy of the wedding and he's like, Do you think I should because he bought a bubble gun. He didn't have, he didn't have flowers. So he yeah. bought a bubble gun. He's like, do you think it's an appropriate time to, to, to throw some bubbles out? I was like, I, d- I don't think so. We kind of on like that cliffhanger at the moment. I got you. Because <laughs> firstly, she's got to match what he said. 
And secondly, she has to have it here. Yeah, imagine she has, she has to have to, it first. Yeah, yeah. She has to have it there. But luckily, the bridesmaids came in running. And they were like, so are we so happy wearing flats at least? So they could just run through the venue. And then, yeah. But then it was fine. Her, she, she nailed it afterwards. But it was like the one day. And she even came to me afterwards. And it was that thing that you, you tell me about. How you, you know, you said to me, how you're not prepared. And she's like, you know, this is the one day I didn't want anything to mess up. And I forgot the one thing I really needed for the, well, for the my wedding. My thing is for, for that kind of stuff. And I mean, maybe this is why I'm single. <laughs> why do you need notes for that? Like, sh- should you not be so prepared? Both husband and wife. I've never understood why. So, so it's actually a thing they warn you when you, when you get married, right? So I got married in the Catholic church the priest says i don't like handwritten i don't like your own vows that's for hollywood these are the vows in the bible and these are the vows you're gonna say i love it no but that's straight i love it i love it so most catholic priests will be like you can have your vows yeah but that's just for you you got to do the vows right you got to do the vows is in the bible right but wedding planners a lot of people i've spoken to said for that very reason just go with the vows. Just go with the normal stock standard vows because you'll forget them. You'll offend. You'll say something wrong. You'll show up. So you've got like 7,000 vows versus two. It just, it creates a situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you actually get advice. Just maybe do other vows like when you're doing your speeches or maybe f- do it for yourself oh, okay, even. But in the ceremony, there's so much stuff to remember and it's so nerve wracking. Just do what's in the Bible. It's kind of worked for a couple of thousand years. Yeah. Just do that. Also, you have everyone watching. Here's the thing. And the priest bails you out because he knows. He's done done this before. Or the (laughs) pastor or the minister. They've done this before. They know what's going on. No, a thousand percent. And here's the thing. Like, I do this for a living. One thing I know is being a good public speaker is impossible. Like, sorry, like I'm quite good at it, right? But it's taken me eight years to get half decent at it. It's really, really hard to nail that moment. It's never going to be as good as you think it is mm. unless you're a trained speaker, which has taken me, it's taken me eight years of public speaking to get where I am now. And I'm still actually, mm, yeah, like, okay. When, when I see like guys that are on, on, it's a whole nother level. Just don't take the risk. But like, I've, I've even seen guys and it's rare. I mean, cause like I also consider myself a good public speaker, mm-hmm. right? I've even seen, I've seen guys who are really good public speakers, like from all walks of life, just very natural guys will pick up, they'll talk. And even they go default. Even wedding speech, they stand there with their cue card. They're like, there's so much can go wrong because this is abnormal. Yeah. Because in that moment, it's, it's not Hollywood. It's not prep. I can't stop and retake. Like this is it. And all you need to hear is your mom crying, your brother crying, see your aunt crying and it breaks you. And now you're gone. Why don't you just, like, we're all there for you. You cannot lose on that day unless you make yourself lose. Yeah. Unless you get a red card. They're like, like, that's basically what you're doing. Is unless you try to kick Ryan Frazier. That's going to happen. <laughs> and, and then complain to the ref when he yes. <laughs> Right, give me some music. Um, maybe it's why I'm single. But stay out of the Vals game. I, I'm with the Catholics on this one, and I'm not often. I'm not ever, actually. But on this occasion, just let the... That's let, Father Fidgen. That's Father Fidgen. Shout out to him. Irish guy, Fidgen. Of course. He's a priest from the Krugersdorp Church where you watched, oh, you, you watched your hands in Florida. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, no. Also, he refused to go. He's got an excuse. Have I not told you Ryan's excuse? Him and his dad. <laughs> it's so good how they avoid church. 
say on Christmas, I say, Ryan, you go to church on Christmas. Irish, one quarter Irish, one eighth uh, Jewish, obviously, uh, etc. Um, he goes, no, <laughs> my dad says, I'm cooking. <laughs> and so there's family that comes to Ryan's house mm. that are religious. And then him and his dad, oh, we're cooking. cooking. Yeah. So you wouldn't even know Father Finnegan. Father Fidgen. There's not, you haven't heard of Midnight Mass. No, he's cooking. Any mass? He's cooking. Now listen. Also, we've due to <laughs> pandemic, we haven't been to church on Christmas three years now. Do you do you stream your services on Sundays, no. or do you just find something? There's only there's only one thing I stream, my guys. <laughs> and that's, for, that's all for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, let's get into it. It was. It's been a crazy week. It's been a, it's been an awesome week because the Premier League's still trying to make it happen. The NBA trying to make it happen. Where I was right, where I was wrong. All right, let's start off with this one. Chelsea still lack cutting edge, right? I saw everything I needed to see, even with Lukaku on. Wasn't good enough. Mason Mount, finish that. Uh, Hudson Odoi, finish that. But it's been a constant theme. Even against Norwich, you've got to have Christian Pulisic finish that. And it's a whole different thing. And I was dead right here. Uh, Chelsea will not win the Premier League. Even with a fit Lukaku, there isn't enough cutting edge. The Premier League's too demanding every single week. And it's, I think they'll come second because I don't think Liverpool have the depth. And I think there's a bit of Jurgen fatigue there. But I just don't think they've got that Man City thing. Where I was wrong, Luke Shaw has regressed, and I, I can't believe it. I thought, <laughs> I thought after Euros, I thought, okay, he's going to unleash now. He's really going to get his body in shape and become that next level guy. Now I don't know what's going on, but for Tellers to be in the picture, even Luke Shaw must have done something. There must be something going on because Luke Shaw should be so far ahead of what Tellers is because. I mean, I watched, I've, I've watched Tellers the last three games since Ragnar Ralph came in. I'm like, what is going on there? That's so lukewarm. Luke Shaw. Terrible. Where else? Right. Patrick Mahomes. This guy's sensational. Uh, they gave him a half a billion dollars. And I always said, listen, half a billion in sport is a lot of money, but he's the guy. He never says anything wrong. He's the next face of the NFL once Tom Brady at the age of 308 obviously hangs things up. Uh, but they're the FC West champions again. Again, these guys are sensational. He won without Kelsey. The Steelers are terrible. But Patrick Mahomes is the guy now, and he is the guy going forward. This guy called Justin Herbert. Look out for him. 4.0 biology student and the quarterback uh, in L.A., uh, not for the Rams, but for the other team, who is his arch nemesis. These two, the NFL, the, the NFL just signed a $120 billion deal, right? That's just the TV rights for the next 10 years. These two are going to be front and center. It's an awesome thing. Patrick Mahomes sounds like the frog um, from Dakalani Sesame because we're in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Patrick Mahomes. That's where I was right. Where I was wrong. Bruno Fernandes is oh, an God. awesome player, but he has shrunk. And you know what? There's so many factors. I just thought he was... I thought he was a victim, but... Bruno, I'm going to need a little bit more of you and I'm going to need you to almost the great ones ignore the manager when they have to and just get on with it. And I think yesterday in the second half against Newcastle, and we'll talk about it, I think you started to see Bruno become that guy. Let's get out of here. I'm going to get back in the midfield. And for the goal, there is a worldy pass, right, that he hits out right uh, to Dallow. Uh, it's such a crucial moment in that goal. And Man United have been missing that for the last seven, eight games where Bruno has been playing essentially in the number 10 role. But he has shrunk and I was wrong. I thought Bruno... Would have that Portuguese thing about him, ignore the coach and get on with it. Um, where I was right, Rafael Varane, although class, will take some time, right? The Premier League is unforgiving at centre-back. 
You don't get protected like any other league because it's cut and thrust, right? It is slightly less technical than the Premier League, but they are going to put it on you. And if there's any holes in your game, it's going to get exposed in the Premier League until you're up to scratch. Please don't take Thiago Silva as the example. It's unreal what Thiago Silva did in the first season at his age. But it's the difference between legendary and great. I think Rafael Varane will go down as great, just that record's unbelievable, right? But Thiago Silva, what it shows you is that's a proper legend. It, it, that's a Rolls Royce. And I think he's a, I think Rafael Varane, if you're going to do the car comparison, is a Panamera, right? There's a Rolls Royce, Thiago Silva. But he's going to take some time, but I think he'll be fine. And I was dead right. I said it, he, that would happen. Where I was wrong, LeBron James, I was hoping he was more self-aware than this. The Russell Westbrook thing's not going to work, and it was never going to work. And LeBron, it's over. You're too old now. You're too old. And I support LeBron. I love LeBron. They're 16 and 18. Not sure. Listen, the NBA is going to have to find a way to get them into the playoffs. Where I was right, Man City. Man City are the best football institution of all time right now. And I don't mean they're the greatest sporting institution. That's Manchester United. That, what I mean is I've never seen an institution run this well. Because I always say if you want to win long term in life, and this applies in life as well. One thing you must have the confidence to do in life, move on from people and do not care what they do. Ferran Torres said, I want to leave. They said, great, you probably top three, top four uh, greatest young talents in the world. Leave. We don't mind. Go, 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 go. We don't want to hear the explanation. I've always said in a breakup, I don't know why people hang on. There's no way to deliver bad news. He wants to leave. Get him out. And this is why Man City, I think, will continue to win. It's why Chelsea have continued to win. Roman, he's unapologetic. I'm the business model. The Etihad bunch are telling you, nobody here, including Pep Guardiola, and I think Pep knows this, nobody's irreplaceable. We are the business model. Ferran, you want to go? Get out. And I was dead right. Man City, the best institution, I believe, of all time. They've got the resources. They've got the smartest people. And they're in the they're in the Premier League. It's important that, uh, you, you know, what good is it being brilliant if people can't see it? I've always said that. Um, so, Ferran Torres, you're out of here. I don't know where you're going. You... you, you it makes no sense what this young man's doing. But okay, it's Barcelona. They're an institution more than a football club, they'll tell you. Where I was wrong, Anthony Martial just has not grown up. And it's so sad. The talent is insane. But Man United are saying, Alfred is in now. And it's sad because he should have been something. Perhaps we put it on him. Perhaps he's not as good as they say he is. 50 million, an incredible youngster. But he, he just hasn't grown up. And at Man United, you've got to grow up fast, boy. you got to grow up fast. Uh, Wayne Rooney... At, at 18, grew up immediately, <laughs> immediately. I'm ready, and uh, and I'm the guy. Uh, where I was right, England are useless. The uh, the Ashes are staying with Australia. They are absolutely useless. I woke up this morning, right, Ryan? 1.30 in the morning. Tired. Oh, I'm old. I'm old. Let's watch some cricket. They were out in 25 minutes. They were out. In, they went from 60 for five to 69 for five. Lost by an innings. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely useless. And where I was wrong. Makes me sick that Australia are so good. <laughs> I thought, you, you know what? They're such cheats, right? They cheated with the sandpaper gate. I was in Cape Town for that game. Smith's back. Warner's back. The culture's right. Australians are winners. Like, f just forget what you believe about them. They are just winners. Whatever they do, they win. It doesn't matter what it is. The culture, maybe it's because they were a bunch of bandits in the beginning and now they feel sorry for themselves and they want to stick it to the man. But Australians are winners, dude. The Australians... They host the Cricket World Cup next year. They're going to win that as well. They're going to win it. It's at home. It's super hot there. There's super dangerous snakes. Nobody wants to be there. And and Rongu is not a real place. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, 
I was wrong. Australia, back on top in, in the cricket. Australia just do it right. They're winners. When I was there, they also have like other sports that aren't played around the world. I think they, they call it footy there. And they have one tournament that is the biggest thing in Australia. It's the one day when everybody's watching it and they just drink till you cannot see anymore. Yeah. And that's the state of origin um, tournaments. I don't know if you've seen it. It's when these two <laughs> iconic teams come through and play. I didn't get to watch. I, was, I wasn't in Australia in time for it, but yeah. it is massive. They just know how to do it. Like They can market something so well just to their audience. So just to be clear, uh, that state of origin you're talking about, by the way, if you don't know about it, the country shuts down for that. Mm. There are guys who play for the same teams, right? Obviously, so what it, what it is, where you are born, you play for that team. So yes. let's just say, uh, to, to, to sort of make it international, Wayne Rooney was born uh, obviously in Liverpool. He played for Manchester United. But in this case, he would have to go and play for the Mersey side, let's just say, in this particular game, right? They hate each other for that game, even though they're teammates. Yeah, this it shuts down. It divides the country. It divides the state of origin is the biggest thing there. It's, it's the massive, literally. Massive. It's, a, it's a public holiday that isn't a public holiday. <laughs> and also, here's another great thing that people don't know: cricket's like the fifth sport in Australia. Yeah, <laughs> they do not care about no. it, and they're the greatest of all time at it. But winning the culture, the mm. culture's right. The culture's wrong in South Africa. There's no favors in Australia. There's no I know I know this person, and there's no favors. And you know what it is? There are lots of politics everywhere in sport, right? We mustn't think in South Africa because we always think, oh, there's too much politics in sport. That's nonsense. There's politics everywhere in sport. What's the culture like? And they're winners, dude. Australians are winners. I don't care what you say. They shouldn't be as good as they are in the Olympics. <laughs> well, you, why not? I think, you, they, I think they, sh they should be. No, because you can't live in half of the country. Like, th there's a lot of racial divide in Australia. Like, it's such a complicated country right now. It's a, it's a minefield, actually, with their history. Yeah, Say, no, no, no. Get on board. There's a culture. We're going to win. Hey, you want to win? Come to Dongarungu Wangu, and we'll train here, and we're going to go win. Speaking of racism. <laughs> <laughs> well, these Australian places are ridiculous. Hey? Is it like Dingo and oh. Warongong or whatever? You see, when I spoke to my um, my godfather when I was there, he was just saying the reason why Australia is the way it is is because it was the one place where all the bad people were sent of all different <laughs> cultures. Yeah. And uh, he's not originally from there, just by the way. He's from Benoni here. He moved there. Oh, but so he, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. All, all the bad people. <laughs> <laughs> so he checks out. He fits right in. Yeah. So he'll fit and right he in. was just saying, it's, just, it's a place of many cultures and... And things that people just have to make work. And so that's why they can be good in so many different things. Because there's just so many people from different parts of the world. It's the one place where everyone was sent. Or different cultures, different races, different... Didn't matter. Yeah, you, you, did you, crime, went there to you did build, a crime, you're going there. Did they, what do they do? Build prisons? No, well, so, 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 the prisoners of Mother England, right? So mm. people always say England are, are the Poms. You ever heard this term? Yeah. So actually Australia are the Poms. Because literally it was... They sent all of the, what did you call them just now? The bad people. Yeah. yeah. All the bad people that England doesn't want around, send them there. Mm. Yeah. It's hot. It's dangerous. Plus, they'll probably discover spiders stuff and, and we'll own it. Well, we're going to own <laughs> the stuff they find. Wow. The spider's massive. Cool. Leave them there. And you know what? We're products of our environment. Perhaps that's why Australians are what they are, right? 
you go and look at i mean paulo you you you're you're portuguese um you look at you look at how does madeira keep producing <laughs> relative to size and community size but they keep churning out the toughest best guys it, it can't be coincidence and australians are listen those are tough people oh yeah very but the environment makes you tough well I, yes but my observation is that th- Australia actually has all the opportunities, so they give you everything. Mm. That's true. So, I mean, my 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 sisters there. The, I mean, they're moving in the next few weeks over there, right? I mean, you see the the quality of the preschools. So, my experience of Australia and and people, I've got lots of family live there, is that everything is laid on a plate for you. So it's kind of like I'll take the other the other side of it is going. You don't have to if you can't make it. So if you choose to do a sport, right? You'll get the best, the best facilities, the best training, the best advice, the best everything. And it's kind of like if you can't make it, it's on you, not mm. because we've created the infrastructure for you. Mm. So even though environmentally, I don't know if it's environmentally that tough. I think you look geographically, maybe it's tough. But I think in Australia where everyone's predominantly middle class and everything works for you. If you're a kid, there's no inner city guys Battling out, yeah, they are, they, they, they are the stories. Yeah. But I think by and large, you're looking at, when we talk about the Olympics, it's like if you want to get into Australia and you want to play, you want to throw a javelin, yeah. you'll train at the best places, you'll have the best gear, you'll play in the best tournaments. Sure, you're only playing against each other, but everyone you're playing against is the best because yeah. they've had the same opportunities. So I think my observation is that, and I'm completely talking from my observation, I'm going to be talking crap, yeah. but my observation is that you're actually given Look at the cricket team. Look at the rugby team. Majority are middle class guys who've had the best from young. They never had a battle out. So I think that's my observation. Mm. No, hundred percent. And that would hold with me if our cricket teams weren't largely the same. Our cricket team was the best no, team but, there was. Like, but largely five, these guys go to St. Stidians and go to listen. Going to St. Stidians is like going to the best Swiss school you can go to. Yeah, but then there's the difference is the political will. Australians want to win. No, 100%. Yeah, we want to get rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the, sure, you, like 100% your point. The majority of the cricketers come from private school where yeah. they've had everything. Yeah. And then the other hand, they reach the international where they go, holy crap, the international cricket board is run worse than my school. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's like... <laughs> Yeah. Now it's a nightmare. At my school, I had everything. Now I don't have anything. No, it's true. You know, so maybe that's where Australia, they go, okay, now you've got you. Now we've got to be world champions. Because yeah. I was like, okay, what can I get out of this no, when I, it comes to administration? Great point. This is a, like, this is another point that I try and bring up all the time. This is like a real sports conversation, no, no, by yeah, the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm very no, proud of this. Is a big yeah. sports chat. Yeah. yeah. And point is a position in, uh, uh, in cricket, by the way. So, so go ahead. So great points. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I've always said, if, uh, if the government threw a little more money into sports here, mm-hmm. I mean, people love fans. Like, people love being watched. Like, you say nobody's watching the cricket right now. I assure you, we'd, we'd be doing so much better if there was, you know, our, our people backing them. 30 but, for three, by the way. We just lost another wicket. Timber Bovum was in. <laughs> but it's just, there's, there's no money. They don't put, like, our government doesn't see an investment in sports. And it's terrible. Here's the thing, right? I think, I have to be consistent and I, I have like a, a core principle is that money doesn't change you. It makes you more of who you are. So to, to Paolo's point and, and here's where we might, we might differ is that there's something wrong fundamentally, I think as South Africans, because our players 
we sometimes think sportsmen come from heaven and they just happen to share a passport with us. <laughs> they come from our society. Yeah. Our, you know, we're producing these soft people. <laughs> we as South Africans have to look at ourselves and go, obviously our country is complicated. I, I, I don't want to pretend it's not, right? But every country is complicated. You think India is an easy place to live? I've been to India twice. There's a billion... 1.5 billion people live in India, and if you you think South Africa is complicated? You you got no idea. You like you have no clue. Like I've never been to Brazil. That's a complicated place from everything I've read, and they are going through it at the moment in terms of cultural revolution, their history with Portugal and Europe and and whatever. Like we must stop thinking South Africa is the only um, like complicated place in the world. It's not. And one thing money will not do, it'll not rescue South African sports. If we're soft, money makes you more of what you are. Like, I'm all for Australia has what it has. But when they get there, we all know trust fund kids. Often they go soft and they don't know how to deal with life when it gets hard. It's like, that's because they've got everything easy. Australians get the money and they get better. Well, why do the players get tougher and better and our guys, right, for all of the lack of organization, it's like, relatively speaking, a lot of the, a lot of the, like, 25 best players are, co- are looked after by the corporates. They don't really have to deal with the polit- uh, politics, but they're soft. There's no culture. There's mm-hmm. no winning culture. And there's, at some stage, you've got to look after yourself. You think the Brazilian football team, these guys, for the last 50 years, churning out the best of the best, we've now seen what uh, South American football is run like. <laughs> Like every year, there's a new Argentine guy coming out. He's not just the best in Argentina. He comes to Europe and they go, who's that guy? Hasn't happened once with the South African in the last 25 years. In anything. Ah, one. Elon Musk. Brad Bender. Oh, is he the best in the world? Well, on his, on his way to. He's yep. definitely right up there. Yeah, but again, you see, you see what I mean. Like, are you going to be the guy or not? I don't have to argue about it. And... I just think certain countries, their history, our history shapes us, right? And I, 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 I is there a study about this, Paula? I'd, I'd love to know. Has the, to be. I'd love to know the sports study of why do the same places keep producing people? Like, why does South America keep producing these guys? And we know it's a mess. Like mm. we know, and correct me if I'm wrong, Paula, but we we've now seen what a mess South American football is, especially in the pandemic. But every year they keep turning these guys out. To not just be the best in Argentina. Every year, I feel like there's a Peruvian guy coming out. But, but they're very clear on what their market is, well, right? So they 100% understand anyone developing a player. And what do they have? They've got lots of players. So they've got lots of opportunities to get it right and to get it wrong. Mm. So we're, if we're using the South African model... What is our football model to produce players for Europe? No, hell, hell it's not. Mm-mm. Hell it's not where the majority of the players in the league weigh 65 kilograms are under five foot five. Yeah. You, you cannot be developing players for Europe. Yeah. Never yeah. mind getting into the attitude and whatever. You're just not looking for guys who trans, who, who, who transfer. Yeah. Who, 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 who export. Yeah. Where South America is very clear. They go, right. These are the sorts of players Europe like from us. These are the sorts of players that the Russian league wants. These are the sorts of players that the Turkish leagues yeah, want. Yeah. These are the sorts of players Italy wants. Let's go develop them. Hey, by the way, we've also got the network. So there's a pathway to get through. Yeah. If you're a South African footballer and you come from a generation where the pathway was there, yeah. there's no pathway. Where do I go? Never mind getting through the, the technical, uh, the, the, the physical attributes. Yeah. Because sometimes you can just look at a kid and go, okay, maybe not, but hell. 
the guy's a monster. Yeah. He's going to do something. Let's take the punt. Got you. If we can develop on that. Yeah. So I just think they're very clear on what they want. They understand their model. They realize their leagues are feeder leagues. Not like South Africa's got this grand ambition that because DSTV pay money that, oh, we've something, right? They're very clear on what they want. They're very clear on their business models. They clearly understand what they need to do. And it gives you like a laser focus. I I totally agree with that. Like winning has a template. To to Paolo's point, winning has a template. And this idea that money is going to solve all your problems... It's something which it, it may be easy enough for me to say because I grew up, uh, relatively speaking, with working class parents, but I grew up middle class. Money is not going to solve all of your problems. It'll solve some of them. But if you are a terrible person, do you know what getting money does? It's <laughs> going to make you an even more terrible person. If you're an organization and you get more money, right, and you're a mess, it turns your cracks into the Grand Canyon. That's all money does. And I think Paula's made a great point. It's across the board. I don't think in South Africa we have that culture to win. Because if there's a will to win at the base of it, you will overcome anything. But I'm also talking about the fans. Like there's like the facilities and stuff aren't our stadiums aren't set up like to go and enjoy a good football a good football match. There's mm. no marketing involved. So South Africa struggles to to be connected to something that we can't really get into. Rugby is the only real thing that we can sell out a stadium. I got no, you. Springboks. Yeah, Springboks. Yeah. Springboks and one or two teams. Yeah. Yeah, no. like 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 Blue Bulls and, and Sharks, Sharks, maybe. You know. Not even across the board, right? So and I think the biggest problem there is I'm gonna name it again. The T the T V products is so fantastic. Well said. The TV product is fantastic. Why must I leave? And also, stadiums sit in dodgy places. I can't transport. I'm not catching a bus or a train that's dropping me outside the stadium. If I want that, maybe I'm getting robbed on the train. I can't walk around the stadiums. Why must I deal with that? When I buy a TV, I've got a, a subscription, even go to the pub, and I'm getting this amazing TV spectacle with no hassle, there's my car, there's my Uber, where if I try to go to a match, I'd love to go to more live sports. 100%. I don't want to get mugged. It's as simple as no, I don't know how to get there. It's a nightmare. It's a four, five hour journey there. Yeah. Hopefully back. <laughs> when I'm going, well, the TV product is so good, why must I bother? Uh, we, 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 listen, we are quite spoiled. I'm watching uh, the Proteus get demolished here 30 for 4 <laughs> against India. It's incredible production quality. I mean, what, what, what's the watershed on Premier League is that to this day, and it's something they started in the 60s, you cannot have a 3 p.m. game on TV in England. You cannot. There's no, they can't put a 3 p.m. game to protect people going to the stadium. It's an old law. It's no. an old law that they've had when these things kind of mattered. But they still to this day stick to it and go, our product is too good. But it's not South Africa. Italy suffers from the same thing. The TV product is better than the stadium experience, by and large. So why must I go? Here we're huge victims of it. I think our Mm -hmm. TV product is too good versus the actual going to the product. It is rubbish. It is rubbish. See, but if they just put a little money into the experience of going to something like that, then... It's a good changes, point. Changes the game. It's a, it's a good question. At the MKT show on uh, Twitter. Well, what is, what's the vibe? If you're a South African, and also not just South Africa, because I also, I hate South Africans who feel sorry for themselves. You may live in South America. All right. I've got breaking news. Breaking news oh. just came through. I don't oh. know if we want to take a break first. But uh, tease us. Oh. Remember Paula's weird world of football on oh. Friday? Oh. The story wow. of Jesus. George Jesus. Oh my goodness. Oh, okay. Breaking news. Okay. Developing story. Breaking.
breaking news. All right, this is uh, the MKT show. There's there's actually dinosaurs in the one Transformers movie. So, God. breaking news on the other side. Um, dinosaurs. Dude, it's so wild, that Transformers movie. It's dinosaurs. They, they, they come together, and yes. the dinosaur had to protect the weapon so that Merlin's long... Merlin's descendant, who's a lady, <laughs> can... She's the only one who can hold the weapon. So it's, it's, it's like a Thor theme. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so wild. So, it just sounds so ridiculous. So Anthony Hopkins comes into number ten <laughs> using the old entrance. It's it's just it just shows you how well Marvel have built out the universe. Yeah. It just really points to it. Where you think about Transformers and it's a movie, yeah, a movie there. There's and it just shows you how you think. Well, if I got lots of money, which they evidently do for the Transformers franchise, but it just shows how well Marvel built out and plots everything. Did Stan Lee write all of the Marvel stuff? Yes, he's pretty much the creator. Yeah. What he created R.I.P. Everything. Well, well, he's he stole what he didn't create. Oh, did stuff. he do a Zuckerberg? Yeah, he kind of like took a lot of credit for a lot of people's work, but but that's what you got to do. If, if you, listen, if you're the guy, if you're the girl, take the credit. If they work for you and they sign a contract that while you're there, it's theirs. Take that's it. on you. Take that's on you. All right, um, breaking news. So the other day we spoke of uh, George Jesus. Uh, Benfica coach, lunatic, yep. mad guy. Lothario. And the, <laughs> Lothario's right. And the last <laughs> we left it is that his sacking from Benfica was imminent. Would Hoykosh to pull the trigger? We don't know. Or will he just set up for <laughs> Batistuta to walk in and fire him and finish the job? Yeah. Uh, last game, he got knocked out the cup. 3-0 to Porto. 2-0 down in the first 10 minutes. Oh, boy. Uh, 
it was all set up for him to go back to Flamingo, where he had done really well with Flamingo, won the Copa Libertadores. Him and all his people thought that they had contracts agreed with um, uh, Flamingo. Yesterday I see on Twitter Lewandowski trending. It's like, what is going on? Lewandowski is trending because he's upset that Paulo Sousa, who's the coach of Poland, yes. right, keeps the Portuguese connection, has quit the Poland job to go take over at Flamengo. Whoa. <laughs> which, which leaves George Jesus in a little bit of Because <laughs> 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 he's been talking a lot of crap because he reckons I'm out of here. You know, it's the last few yes, days. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the last few days of your job. You're deleting f- oh, important company I don't files. Care. I'm coming at 11. You're stealing coffee. Drunk. You're downloading off the company yes. Wi-Fi. Like yeah. you're updating your apps. You're doing all that. So he's he's uh, having a time. So yeah. So yesterday, Paul Souza gets uh, gets the Flamingo job, upsetting Lewandowski, and uh, breaking news. Uh, George Jesus ten minutes ago has just been sacked by Benfica. Oh my! The official oh my announcement word. is imminent. Uh, no word on uh, Batistuta's involvement, but that is contemporary topical stuff on the MKZ show. That is the plot twist. Like, like did anybody have any clue? Because when did Paulo Souza get, get the... The Paulo Souza one is a total blindside. An absolute total blindside. Because Poland did well at the Euros. They, they got a thing going. Well, listen, you got Lewandowski, you got a chance, right? You've, you've got to think you got a chance. Paulo Souza's also had a weird career. Yeah. Um, never really, like... I don't know. It just he's been at Swansea. He was at Leicester before they yeah, were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just he's just had a weird nomadic career. It ends up at Poland. Of course, you give Lewandowski you got a chance. Blindside. This out of nowhere because the George Jesus story was so big. What does George Jesus do now? Because <laughs> here's here's what I love middle, about the Middle East, man, my man. Yeah, middle, take, take your guys with you as well. Shavi's ex club. Yeah, I'm sure they need a manager. Plus, he doesn't wear uh, washed jeans. They love him. Oh no, he will. He will wear washed jeans. Oh, okay. oh no, no. He, <laughs> Part of the package. No, he'll totally go thirst trap, granddad. Don't worry about it. And he is a Lothario. Wow, mm. Paulo, that is breaking news. A, a lot of people say breaking news, and it's just information. That is. No, I love that. You, because, you've broken it. And more, and you know what? Stay tuned. Yeah. Be, because <laughs> tuned. this type of story doesn't just unfold. Now the truth is going to start coming out. Paulo Souza had a huge fight with whoever the head of. Polish, whatever, because he wouldn't triple his salary. Oh, it's, it's just going to get incredible. Paulo, incredible. That is... George Jesus never disappoints, my friends. This is what the point I was trying to tell you. There is all his intrigue, because there he is. You can imagine him swanning around Benfica the past few days. Arriving late, parking in Hoikosh's parking, taking taking third third plates at the canteen. So, but you keep saying Batty goal because obviously the connection back in the day. Right. It would be so awesome if they just got back together and he was there. Like, Rikosa would set it up and he would finish it, but in the boardroom now. Look, you know what? They are trying something similar because obviously, remember, Batistuta left, went to Roma. Yes. And they got Nuno Gomes to come in as replace him. So, uh, Huikos and Nuno Gomes, they, they got that sort of setup at Benfica. So, Nuno Gomes is player liaison. So when Benfica are trying to play, uh, get new players in, guess who picks them up from the airport? Guess who shows them around? Guess who sets them up? Guess who does the, the glad handing yes. while Hoekosh is trying to finish the deals? Incredible. Nuno Gomes taking you around. Does he still look 15? No, 100% still looks 15. Yeah. Still got a 1990s bob. It's phenomenal. And his hair is just, por- I mean, his skin, porcelain. Mm, still. Uh, total, totally. That, that, that man, I don't think he has one bit of stress. Why would you? 
no. Nuno Gomes. He, he always looked like that. Like Honestly. what? There's no stress. He's a brilliant footballer, right? No stress. Huh? I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Paula, I want to ask you something. Um, yesterday, around ten o'clock uh, p.m. South African time, Manchester United. Mm. Yeah, mm. and let mm. me tell you, I felt that they kicked, <laughs> they kicked off a game, hey? I felt that ten p.m. on the day after Boxing Day. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, nothing, no ten p.m. feels like a two two a.m. Yeah, like a ten p.m. on the day after Boxing Day. No, no, that's that's tough. That's tough going. It was a long day. How was Christmas, by the way, Paolo? Obviously, you were using someone else's house. Uh, oh, no, your house, but mm. free beer uh, and free uh, meat and stuff. I would, it was great. I would imagine owning two, two, two liquor stores with your family and two liquor stores and a butcher. And a butcher, yeah. It must have been quite a celebration. Lit, huh? I mean, best of the best meat. We had a good time. Best cold drinks. We had a nice time. Uh, who's the youngest niece, nephew, cousin situation? Have they, is anyone with like a baby or like a six-year-old? N- n- well, that would be my sisters. They're not the youngest. No, no, but but I mean, oh, the youngest kids? in the family. Yeah, do yeah, they have yes. kids. So there's like a the youngest in the family is three. Oh, perfect. Uh, per- mm. And then there's no like seven, nine-year-olds, huh? So that would be my daughter. Well, how's your daughter? She was. Well, she's eleven, so she'd no, be in that ballpark. There, no. But there's that seven to nine that. They'll brace up at your house. <laughs> no, fortunately, my nephew, he's six, but he's not like that. Oh, thank God. He's, he's like me. He's like very chilled, just wants to play video games, not rough, just like a laid back kid. So I, I don't know if that was worries. I don't know if that was worries. Now, Nothing was broken. Terrible, terrible young girls will get away with stuff. But largely speaking, it makes sense to me that most terrorists are young oh, boys. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. This Paul Sousa story in George Jesus. Excellent. I, I told you. Did I not tell you? <laughs> it was the start of the domino effect. I said there's no way. There it is. So this is Tom Cundit. He is a phenomenal – he's an he's English journalist, mm-hmm. moved to Portugal during the Euros to cover the Euro 2004. Mm-hmm. And he just fell in love with Portugal never came back. Like he's, he's like the premier English language um, journal in Portugal. Andy Brassel's pretty good, but Tom Cundit is just Portuguese. Paul Sousa actually hasn't been appointed – by Flamengo. Flamengo spoke to him in case of George Jesus. Paul Sousa quit the Poland job expecting the Flamengo no, offer. No, you're joking. And now Flamengo are like, oh, well, hold on. If we don't have to pay compensation, George Jesus is back on the table. <laughs> did I not tell you? What, what did I say? Oh, Paul Sousa, yeah. you idiot. <laughs> Minutes ago, I said, this is going to be because you know what it's like? It's, um, so, Paula, again, <laughs> that is incredible. Do you know what I always ask ladies on a, on a first date? And I'll tell you why I'm saying this. Um, I always ask people, what do you do with your money? Not how much money do you have. Oh, yes. Because I don't care how much money you have. Like, I'm not a, I, I'm not a wealthy person, but I'm, I, I'm a super disciplined person. Right? I'm like, mm. I'm super disciplined. So, I always ask people, what... <laughs> As I click on a link to find out why Conquer is trending. <laughs> now, the club. Conquer is a club in Soweto that is just lunatic. When you ask people what do they do with their money, you, a person like Umbelelo does not do bottle service at Conquer. There's a, there's a, it's now an adjective, right? <laughs> it's, what did you guys do this weekend? And I can only say it in Nguni. Or what are you guys doing this, this weekend? Siagonka. To, to, to translate it, it like it'll be saying, "What are you doing this weekend? We're going to conquer." 
we're going to conquer. But not as in conquer the world, as in conquer is a spiritual experience that you go ah. through. Just so people know that it's savagery out there from what I've, uh, what I've heard. And I will be trying conquer very soon for the first time. Mm. Um, a friend of mine said we have to try new things. So I don't know whether that's this year or next year, but this summer I will have a report back from this uh, mm. place of savages. I've never been there. You been there, Paul? No, no. I look, I look forward to this. No, listen, I, I, I don't have a car that worth that is worth more than my house, <laughs> so I will not be going to conquer. So as I say that, right? Is I always ask people, what do you do? Like I ask girls all the time, what do you tell me? Just give me three or four things you do with your money, because people always think I'm making it about the money. But I always like, I like grown-ups, right? All you have to be around me is a grown-up. I don't, I'm not, I'm not really into much else. I'm not a very demanding person. I just look for consistency. But once you tell me the stuff you tell me, right? Money shows me the outcomes of your thinking. Like your financial situation in life, right? Will always tell me about the system in your life. Cause that's all your money is. Can you <laughs> organize stuff? That's why I like to know what you do with your money. If you can organize stuff, it'll show in your financial situation in life. And if you don't believe yeah. me, go and look at your own life. It's, it's about the systems in your life. The reason I knew this story would be mental <laughs> is the way it's unfolded lets me know that nobody has spoken to anybody. <laughs> at no stage have Flamengo spoken to anybody's agent. <laughs> what they've done is it's, it's come through the media an agent who, like, like a, a intermediary. A, yeah. And then he went and spoke to a journalist who he trusts and said, look out for this. That guy ran with the story without fact checking. Before you knew it, Apollo Sousa's people got a hold of the story. Before you knew it, uh, what's it? The, the, the guys at uh, Benfica got a hold of the story and believed the rumor. At no stage has anybody actually phoned Flamengo from Benfica to go, hey, guys, come on. We, you know, we buy six of your players every year. What's up? Is this true? No, George, don't. Nobody's done that. And I could tell the way it's, it's come out. So this, is, this is the real life version of broken telephone. This is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I knew, I told you minutes ago, this is going to be excellent. Paulo, you need to update us every single day. No, I will. This is fair. This, guys, George Jesus will never disappoint you. Portuguese football will never disappoint. He's been fired on a rumor. Wow. But no, I, listen, I think he got fired because he's making a lot of enemies. Well, no, no, fair but, enough. Yes, but... Uh, but you're Benfica. You can't just fire your manager. Like, you, you, you're one of the biggest sporting institutions in the world. You can't just fire your manager. You know what I mean? Like, b- because you thought... <laughs> this is so... This is God, so, I love it. It's, this oh, it's is, too good. This is so good. I'm going to be keeping all over this. No, please do. All um, over it. Paolo, since you're going through that world as well, we might as well keep it in the... In the realm yes. of football teams and uh, things you're involved in. Manchester United last night. Do you know what was awesome about last night? To my example of asking people what they do with their money. All right. Mm-hmm. Was Manchester United yesterday. Everything we've spoken about on this show for the last year was shown yesterday. Mm-hmm. Because it was very clear that talent, it's not close. It's not close. From, from one to Man United's bench. Newcastle. Newcastle couldn't get a single player into that Man United squad. Not team, squad. Not a single one of those Newcastle players are good enough to be in that Man United squad. And the commentary said something really interesting at the stage. Which teams in the to- in the hunt for top four and which teams 19th? I-, I don't know if you heard that line. I there. heard that, yeah. And I thought, blimey, this guy's so right. Because <laughs> I wasn't sure. The f- that first 15 minutes, I was like, what is going on here? And it's not, well, not just yesterday. That sentiment was the same. I don't, know when, I don't know when last United played again. Norwich. 
It was at Norwich game. Yeah. It was the Norwich game. And you but got like away with it against Norwich. Said the same thing. They great, went, great save by De Gea in that game. But. Who's top four and who's bottom of the league? And you couldn't tell the difference. We got away with it then. I mean, we got away with it yesterday. De Gea has three world-class saves. Mm. Three world-class. Mm. United could have got four from Newcastle. And no one could have said a thing. I called it yesterday. I said to you guys, you did. there was no shocks over the Christmas period. We're going to get one. <laughs> it's going to be us. Okay, we get a point. But <laughs> it, it becomes very difficult. People go, well, no chances created and Maguire's looking rubbish. <laughs> there is no, t- there is not even bad midfield. There is no midfield at Manchester United. Yeah. And you've got to start asking the question. Fred is Fred. Yeah. But what Fred, he will try do the job. Most one day he'll be terrible. Some days he'll get away with it. You tell Fred run after that man and tackle him. He will. Sometimes it doesn't work. You'll tell Fred try do this. He will try it. He can't do it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it kind of works. Sometimes, but Fred will try. I'm seriously starting to worry for McTominay's career as a top as top level. Yeah, McTominay is not even looking. If McTominay leaves United to get a championship gig, that's well done by him. Yeah, he's got no bravery. A brave, I was going to say bravery. He's, he's got no bravery. He's got no bravery. Yeah. He's got almost no football intelligence. There's no heart. Being from the academy just seems to be his only thing. And he's a big guy. Yeah. That's the only reason he's playing. You've got to start worrying. It's not even just about coaching. He's now three coaches he's been on. Three coaches and mm. he's not developed. He's not gotten better. This is the conversation we had yesterday. And Sky Sports, I was watching last night, they confirmed it because I watched the commentary after the game. And um, I can't remember who said it, but he was very pissed. He said, you know, he's sick of Ronaldo and I think it was Bruno Fernandes who was talking about losing their temper and just walking away. It was Gary Neville. Gary Neville, yeah. Oh, Gary Neville. Yeah. Geneve, yeah. Mm. And he said he's so sick of, of, of this culture. There's no There's no guidance. There's no showing the younger players what it is to be part of part of this team and to take wins and losses and to actually bring them up. And we had this discussion yesterday about how there's no sort of older footballers to really bring the young players up and, Who, it, and it shows. Who's the younger players? Well, Rashford, Rashford's, 20, Rashford's 23 years old, been a first teamer for five years. Mm-hmm. If he needs somebody to pull him along, that's not on Ronaldo, that's on Rashford. The only one would say is Greenwood that can be influenced. Yeah. Yeah. That you got to say. That whole back line... Okay, you're talking Dalo and Juan Bissaka, but I mean, <laughs> I don't buy that. I know you're saying about it, the young players. Where is the young players? You posted something yesterday that was so striking to me. Was it nine players? Chelsea won the Champions League with nine academy players. Yeah. Was it nine? In the squad, in the mix, yeah. right? We're, we're going, and I think there's only five teams in the Premier League don't have a Chelsea academy graduate in their squad. Yeah. I think it's five. I'm being general. I think it's, there's less than that. Oh, I mean, they are everywhere. But, but, it, but it's, it's, it's not. I mean, even uh, City have got Ake, Nathan Ake. I think it's only United, Liverpool, Newcastle, and Arsenal. I think it could be, right? But everyone else has got a, a, a Chelsea academy. I don't think enough is made of Chelsea's academy right now. Mm. That nine players in the mix. We're talking IX 95 and La Masia levels, right? Yeah. Of so many homegrown players. Now, the difference is... And this is just one of the myriad of problems. And we name checking McTominay and we're name checking Rashford, right? When you, and I hate going back to Ferguson, but I mean, the, the benchmark is so recent. Yeah. And the perch has been so ripped down yeah. from yeah. that level. When you, back then and now, when you got a United Academy player, 
you knew what you were going to get from him, right? John O'Shea wasn't the best player by any means, but he fought till the end. He'd run, he'd chase, he'd yeah. fight. Wes Brown, Darren Fletcher. You're getting now with the Chelsea guys. No matter where they are, Livramento. Yeah. Technically brilliant, but he will fight you. Yeah. He will fight every single second of that game. Declan Rice. Broha. You know, he will keep going at yeah. you. This, and never mind the guys in the Chelsea team. Okay? They'll try to play ball. Yeah. yeah. When ball doesn't work, they will fight and they will die on that field. United players aren't doing that. Rashford, McTominay, Greenwood, they are soft, my man. They are soft as hell getting into their team. You cannot rely on them. So Ronaldo and Bruno, yes, they're throwing tantrums. It's going to happen. Mm. Give a Portuguese a chance. Portuguese is going to Portuguese, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. On Portuguese time as no, well. No, do it, right? He'll Portuguese. Rashford has been in the United team, I think it's longer than five years. He's 180 games in now yeah. or whatever. McTominay's on three managers. McTominay, when McTominay's fit, he goes in. Mm. He's in. Yeah, McTominay yeah, yeah. goes in yeah. when he's fit, right? Greenwood is also, I mean, you, you're leaving out Sancho at the beginning of the season to play Greenwood, right? I don't want to hear young players. So Gary Neville, you know, fine, shut up. You, <laughs> you got us into the Ole mess, right? He did. You got us into the Ole mess. So you got no place to say. You shut your mouth, right? I'm sick and tired of Gary Neville talking crap. Yeah. And I don't want young players. Who? Those three. Yeah. Those three more than anyone. Because before it was John O'Shea and Wes Brown and Darren Fletcher who had nowhere near your talent. Yeah. But they would fight. They would fight and they worked and they gave everything. Despite people, Cantona always threw his arms up. Yeah. Everyone always threw their arms up. Someone was always throwing their arms up. Because, okay, it's fine. Throw your arms. That's not what we're about. You can throw your arms. I'm going to fight. Mm. I'm going to tackle. I'm going to push. What's Rashford doing? Here's my thing that, that got pointed out yesterday. And you're making some great points, right? And I've spoken about this before. I said the problem with Man United for me, let's take football inside. Like, obviously, they, they're commercial juggernauts. These guys know what they're doing. Let's just... I'm taking, let's boil it right down to what Fergie always understood. Mourinho always understood. Pep understands it, I think, better than all of them combined ever. The game has to start in the midfield. Why are you spending all this money on the, it's almost like you bought the chandeliers, but the plumbing doesn't work in your house. <laughs> like, like why, 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 is, why are these priorities, and it's weird that it's Pogba, right? Is I have to make an excuse for Pogba. Yeah, he's not a six. He's not an eight. He's not a ten. I've never, I never once heard anyone have to explain Michael Essien. Where's Essien playing? In the middle. Okay, sure. lock that thing mm. down. Who's he playing with? Michaelele. Are they? Are they? You know. You know what I mean. If I have to make excuses for your guy in the middle of the park, and he's not there's a, in in football, I remember this word being used, and I don't know if it's still being used, but there's a term called a cultured midfielder. What that means is that. His game may be 70% in every facet of the game, right? He doesn't need to be 90% here, and, but in every facet. The first touch is clean. He's going to get a hold of the midfield the first 15 minutes. So, and he'll call on what he needs when the game needs that. And if the ugly side has to come, he's also that, mm. and we never need to talk about it. If you look at the great Man United teams, Michael Carrick, uh, the great uh, Roy Keane, Paul Ince, John O'Shea, even these guys, when it gets to that ugly side, we don't need to talk about it. We don't need to go, I don't think he's got that. Mm. It's non-negotiable at Man United. It is non-negotiable it's, that your attitude is going to be better than everyone else. At the top level. You know what I mean? And you're talking about it now and Chelsea and, and, and the three best teams in the league, Europe. Chelsea, 
City and Liverpool have all got that. Have all got that. They got a mid, they got midfields that they can all do a little bit of everything when they need to do it. And I don't have to negotiate the ugly side. No. You look at the dynasties we've had now. I was, I was looking back. We went from Barcelona to the great uh, Real Madrid team. What do they all have? Mm. Sergio Busquets, Xavi, Iniesta. They, I don't have to explain. You know, Xavi, the greatest part of his game, obviously the, the, the passing, the maestro, but the bastard. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Iniesta had that as well. And Sergio Busquets, you know, he's, he will, he'll kick your Achilles tendon. I, I don't care. He's a, he's a dirty bugger. But at no stage did I ever have to think, you know, they're lacking the great Real Madrid team. Where did it start? Modric, Cruz, Casemiro. Wrap that thing up. And your point's perfect as well, because they, they all want to play a ball. Yeah. But if you're getting away from Casemiro, he's pulling you down. Modric just throwing an elbow. You know? Don't worry about it. And you th- and then I don't have to go back again to the Man United teams. But I think of today, it's like Fred and McTominay. I have to explain for so many parts of their game. And we're at the, we're talking the Manchester United, for all of the hate they get, are the brand, not just in England. I, I think the last eight years, because we live in Twitter, mm. Feels like forever. Manchester United, I don't care what you say. I love Real Madrid. But Man United are the premium brand in world sport. Not in English sport. They are the brand. They are the kings in world sport. Why am I explaining for the most important part of the company? Why do I have to go and explain? Oh, yeah, but Pogba, you've got to play him with a six and an eight. But, but it's, it's the culture of excuse around United and the Gary Neville thing. Yeah. He's finding excuses for these young players. Mm. Young players who are all internationals, who are first, the first name on the team sheet when they are fit. We're not talking uh, Billy Gilmore who can't break it in. Yeah. We're not talking about that Morton who tried to kill Ricard Pereira the other day, right? <laughs> we're, not, we're not talking... That was the, excellent, by the way. Jesus. He's probably ended his career. I mean, that, that, that's another thing. Yeah. Ricard Pereira, I think, is done. That, that, there was a, he's broken his leg now. It was le- there was leg break here, broke wow. his fibula, yeah. After he just fibula, came back fibula. as well. He just come back. He just came back from knee and now he's broken his leg. Um, but Klopp doesn't say anything about that. It's just let's just be clear. Yeah. You know, Klopp. You know, no, he'll whinge about the fixture list. He, he didn't say about that. But it's this culture of excuses. Who are the young players you're making excuses? United aren't playing Robbie Savage's son every game. Yeah. The young players is Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford, you are knighted. Yeah. I mean, you've got to, oh, whatever you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, he's Scott but, McT- but that's his problem as well. Or, 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 what, listen, whatever you want, or, or, I'll take that out of it, yeah. right? The, are these the young players? Because Gary Neville never ch- name-checked. He didn't name-check. Yeah. So the only one I need to leave is uh, Dallo. Dallo, who's a Portugal international, and is th- third-choice right-back when we're talking about he's keeping Ricard Pereira and people out, like that out. Yeah, he'll be second-choice now. We're not talking children. So I don't know where Gary Neville's talking these young players. If it's those young players, Rashford, McTominay, Greenwood, you guys should be leading the team. You are the direct descendants of Scholes, Beckham, and Giggs. Those were your – and this – you need to be led. And isn't it hypocritical? You should lead. Yeah, there's the hypocrisy. Gary, Gary, Gary. Is he talking the, about Jesse Lingard still? <laughs> Jay Lings, come on, get him. Get him, Jay Lings. Oh, but, hell, man. But, 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 but Paula, I love what you're saying. Also, Gary, you're being so hypocritical. Do you remember when Al Hansen said those famous words? Can't win anything with kids. Gary, you were a part of those kids. I never heard Fergie make a single excuse for you. If you're in my team, if you're in Man United, there shouldn't be you're too young. What's the old saying in sport? You're good enough, you're old enough. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear that Greenwood's 19. Is he in the Manchester United squad? No. It must be ready, Chief. Manchester United players in dog years, right? A Manchester United United 19 is a Norwich 27. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? No, be ready. <laughs> You've had pressure from the day you walked into Carrington. Yeah. No matter what age you were. So if those are the young kids, shut up, Gary Neville. This is the, this, you got us into this mess. And we don't need to go that far back. Uh, let's just finish off on this. If you haven't heard of a guy called Wayne Rooney, that guy stepped And up. Wayne Rooney never complained. Oh, stepped out Merseyside. F- Ferdinand never complained. They never threw their arms up. Yeah. But, but, but you know what I loved about Rooney? For all, I mean, obviously he's got his off-field stuff. People are broken. Well, we all are, right? But when Rooney, at the age of 18, came from Merseyside, hated. Shirts burned. <laughs> Say, guys, I'm going to score a hat-trick in my first uh, Champions League game, if you don't uh, Was that Fenerbahce as well? Yeah. Anyway, 18. I come to Manchester United. Oh, I see you got these other guys. Who's this Ryan Giggs guy? All right, let me get involved here. I'm ready now because I'm a Manchester United player. I never want to hear I'm an 18-year-old Manchester United player. Are you a Manchester United player or not? Yeah. And I've never heard excuses being made for winners. So I, I really, I don't want to hear this um, ever again because yesterday, everything that I said, right, strategy, get Ralph, you could get Fergie at his peak. Folks, I think yesterday what I saw for me, and I'd love to hear your take on this, uh, Paolo, as we go out. Number one, this is Manchester United. What is Fletcher's role? Why is he now on the bench? I thought he was the technical guy up there. Now, he's obviously his doppelganger's left, right? He's the Ipswich coach now. <laughs> yeah. But, but this is Man United. Why are you got part-time employees moving around at Man United? Because it's a vacuum. It's, it's a mess. shambolic. That whole club is shambolic. You know, even the story coming out about going, oh, we didn't want to speak to other coaches while Solskjaer was still here. What? <laughs> You think Chelsea aren't lining no. up? Chelsea, Tuchel knows. Chelsea knows. Tuchel goes out. They got the next guy ready. You think City, even how they are, C- City and Liverpool know who comes next. They're not worried about feelings. What hold? God, I would love to know what hold Solskjaer had yeah. over fans included what he did. What magical Mephisto dust <laughs> he sprinkled on everyone that nobody wanted to hurt poor Solskjaer's feelings. Man, this makes no sense, Paolo. That was three years where Man United stood still. You think uh, Marina, they, they, they know who they want, then they've spoken to him. Yeah. yeah. Paul, Paul Sousa. <laughs> so, they got Paul Sousa waiting. In fact, they've already paid Flamingo. Paul Sousa. There's a deposit just in case. There's deposits all over Europe. There's a little check. Say cashless when we come in. Here's a down payment. Lay by. Plus, Roman's already a, a Portuguese citizen now. He, I saw that. So I saw that. We, we now... <laughs> but incredible. Paulo, it's, 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 you, you know, it blew my mind. I've United never had to do this. Full banter. Full banter club. I've never had to do this, and I, I wrote it down. I've never in my lifetime, supporting football, had to make and find excuses for Manchester United in the following positions. <laughs> Centre-back, left-back, right-back. I've never had to explain all of them Yesterday, I had to explain from left back to right back. And I love David De Gea, but even even him, he can't play with the ball at his feet. I love David De Gea. His shot stopping is probably the best in the world, right? But it's not enough anymore. Why do I have to explain the goalkeeper of Manchester United not being the best in the business? Center back, left back, right back. Tell me you all of them need explan- an explanation. Yes, last night. All of them. <laughs> from one... Two, three, four, five. At Manchester, I thought I actually chuckled to myself because, I, I, like, I try and watch with no commentary. Oh, I, you guys didn't even chuckle to yourselves. You just chuckled on our WhatsApp group. No, I did WhatsApp <laughs> it immediately, and, and, and Ryan <laughs> yeah, did send some stuff. Yeah. How was that meme with Cristiano Ronaldo last night? 
<laughs> Did you see that one? It, 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 it was, was that statue. Oh, that remember that statue, statue, the, the, the Madeira statue. Yeah, they said that's how he was playing last night. Paula, I'm. It goes sometimes from painful to hilarious, but now it almost Man United fans now should be at the worst because I almost feel sorry for them. And can I tell you, Ryan, you can jump in before I close this off. I was I was just going to say it's it's horrible to see the very thing that we were competing with is now the laughing stock of the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? Because back then it was it was very good banter, and now. When Manchester United fans agree, it takes all the fun out of it. Like, I was expecting to have a, a couple jokes at Paolo this morning, and he walks in confidently with, with that Man United cap. No, he's a shell of a man. And he's agreeing with me, and I'm like, this is not as fun as I was expecting it to be. I'm only wearing the cap because it matches my watch. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this morning, I went, where's my orange cap? Not, yeah. Where's my Manchester United cap? <laughs> The great Siabella Sinatra, which which he is, by the way, said drip is forever. Is that so true. shout out to you, Paula, even these painful times. But uh you you, you were gonna say before we I got get... myself a Chicago Bulls cap for Christmas as well. So yeah, I'm I'm all about washed up teams. Okay. I'm all about washed up teams. Well the Bulls are doing the no, things, but Demander, I'm all about Demar Derozan's bringing it back. I'm yeah. all about washed up teams. Who are glorious in the nineties. Thoughts and press. <laughs> Thoughts and press, Paula. These are hey, tough times never last. It's still Pogba's fault. <laughs> it's the MKT show. <laughs> the Proteas are 61 for four, right? Um, now... I'm in a confusing situation because now I'm angry and not happy and angry. Those are three different things. Angry because I can't be at the cricket. Not happy because there are some people in the in the corporate suites that are there. Like mums and dads who don't care about cricket. Right? Mm. And now I'm angry because we're 61 for four. Can't we at corporate seats? Can't. I don't know any corporates. So they're gone now. The, the tickets are gone. Listen, I'm going to try to get tickets for Wanderers though. You know, this this one my dad said to me, and this is before COVID probably. He said, you know, Ryan, I've, I've been offered cricket tickets from, uh, you know, where He's he works. Yeah? And I don't know if you guys would be interested. I, I just told them no. I was like, this is crazy. Box tickets. I was like, are you insane? He's like, has I he already know turned you... them down? No, th- this was before COVID. He had turned them down already. He's like, I don't know you, you watched cricket. I was like, even if I don't watch, I just want to rock up and, and just, uh, you know, have a have a chill in 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 the corporate box. But now, Ryan, you've made the mistake of letting me know that 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 is an availability option. Now we need those tickets for wonders. So that's New Year's test. Mm. You know, I might ask around. I used to work in a pretty big radio station group, mm-hmm. and they were like sponsors of media partners of all the sports teams. So we got like tickets for everything. And I never went. You get to a point where you get so many, you get offered the box. So, it's like, nah. because there's normally clients in there. And you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, <that's>, oh, <laughs> so it's, it it's, it's not fun. And usually the clients leave early, but like, yeah. But still, yeah, yeah. Hey, that happens everywhere. Like eventually, no matter how awesome your job is, there does come a time when you've done it for five years that it's just your job, you know? Yeah, the perks are a pain. Yeah, although cricket tickets, I mean. Fletcher not feeling that though. Fletcher's <laughs> like all about that life. 
Fletcher's still in the <laughs> early days where he's going to everything. Because that's what you do in the early days, right? You get you take tickets to anything because yes. you want to be in line for the big stuff. Got you. Because then when the big stuff goes, oh, you know, Paolo Willis takes tickets. Oh, you know, they had like Cinderella Ballet and you went to go watch that or whatever. So, oh, you know, so you go to the opening of an envelope just to get so they know you're a ticket guy. So that's Fletcher right now. So Fletcher's there taking every game because Ralph's interim, right? Yeah. And nobody set up the next. Fletcher wants to be the just in case. Kingmaker. Mm. Just to be, he's the, he just wants to be a keener. He just wants to be the keen guy. Smart. That's Smart. what Fletcher's playing at. But you've just given great, you and uh, Darren Fletcher are giving great career advice for youngsters. When you get to the company, take all the tickets. Take it all. Go to the ballet. Because eventually there's going to be the Mauritius, like, I, I don't know, like beach soccer World Cup tournament. Take the Rotary Club tickets. The, the, the Somebody the, will catch COVID and drop out. These things happen. Mm. We live in 2021-ish mm. two now. Where do we live right now? This is the weird gooch part of the year. We were like in between Christmas and... That's <laughs> <laughs> what I said to MKT yesterday, because now everyone... Do you still wish people Merry Christmas today? And because you want to be that thing like happy, um, Merry Christmas and Happy excellent. New Year, but now... Excellent. Let's get into that. That is excellent. I have a feeling right. MKT and I are going to have a very similar stance on this. Go ahead. Firstly, I don't do the Merry Christmas because it's very pre- presumptuous that people celebrate Christmas. Sure. So I don't do that. Are you happy holidays? I'm not even that. I'm like, how are things going? Have you gone away? Well, obviously not going away. Are you going away? New Year's, I only wish you happy New Year's on New Year's Eve at midnight or happy New Year's on New Year's Day. From 2 January, done. I'll not happy New Year's. Eve. Thank you. The, the, I can work with this guy. But didn't, did you get a visit from Santa Carlos? <laughs> <laughs> he came he came with his white loafers <laughs> sorry I had to ask and he's, he's cut off he cut the sleeves off his uh, little red romper so I could see the guns the hairy guns <laughs> incredible I wonder what the Portuguese community would think if they heard this show you know they're good people industrial society industrial part of the uh, the sort of service industry in South Africa you, you know no, uh, fast moving uh, consumable goods they'd love it they'd love it because I'm giving a voice you've got to diversify oh well said Paolo would probably start a movement no hmm. no, you know, like he's just said he, he's he's giving a voice you got to be in the room you should sell a Santa Carlos shirt with the MKT shirt well, no we almost need to do that uh, uh, merch no not bad not, not a bad, not idea. A bad idea. Christmas merch let's bring the let's bring the Portuguese community in because they do have opinions if there's one thing about a, a old uh, Juan Carlo or whatever he will <laughs> tell you what he's thinking and I, I do because li- part of my life I love that you know I like people who come into my life and make me feel like it's why I have very few people in my life is there is nothing worse for me it's why Canada is one of the least remarkable things that ever happened in, in, in my life, right? I did six months there. The international people, insane. The really? Canadians, vanilla. Like, Polite. No, just boring. Just oh. like, like boring, super boring. It's why I like Swedish people, right? Is they're going to let you know what they're thinking way before, way before you're ready for it. And I like that because it makes me feel. I like people who come into my life and like they got an opinion. I like that. I, I like a little bit of, I, I like a bit of edge. You, you, you know what I mean? And there's very few people who are like that? South Africans are very timid people, actually. Mm-hmm. But very when you get polite. the mig- when you get the migrant cultures within all of it, <laughs> I love it. Let's uh, let, let's have um, a full go. You know what I mean, right? So I do kind of like that bringing Portuguese people into our world. Let's get more of that though. So yeah, maybe let's make Santa Santa Carlos. Home. Santa Carlos, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and you have to throw that BM in there. The shirt will be great. What do you reckon? All Portuguese folks are driving BMs. 
No, that's what Paulo said. Stunts Carlos drives. A, a lot, of, a lot of Portuguese guys now are uh, Mustangs. Oh, is that where we are? American mm, Mustangs? But, a, but a which ones? Are... I was talking about the new, the new generation f- ones. The new Ford, the GT, yeah. Oh, is that what's hot right now? Mm. What's that going for? Like uh, a million, a million bucks? Now you see, this, this is my favorite subject to bring up with, with car guys because I'm, I'm a car guy to a point. Like I like a good looking car and I like a good, you know, a nice interior in a car. The engine doesn't phase me too much because I, I do want a car that's quick on gas when you, you know, when you put the pedal down, but we do live in South Africa and you, you cannot speed that much around this country. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> when it comes to the, the new Mustangs, a lot of friends of mine are big car guys and they think it's so unfair that the Mustangs, you can now buy, I think it's just a, a normal two liter, but with the exact same look spec as the proper, is it the five liter GT model? So oh, now for half that. the price, yeah. you can go and grab the same looking Mustang as the guy who's driving that five liter bad boy. And you can just get the two liter version that isn't half as good performance wise, but it just looks the same. But you probably, you care twice as much for the environment than that guy. No, yeah, that's exactly, you're a better person. So Ryan, car guy, huh? I'm oh, from I, the West Rand. Yeah. We are what we are, Ryan. Let's get into it. Tell me this. I'll give you, I don't know what a lot of money to people is, but imagine I give you a million dollars. So that's about 15 million rand. So now you can buy the car you want. Obviously, you've given your parents money or whatever. You've done all the stuff you have to say on a podcast. Now, <laughs> it's all about Ryan. Yeah. Car, car first, truly. Or do you buy it? Okay, you bought a house, whatever. You've invested. Just As long as my house isn't, don't worry about my, it. my house needs to be nicer than my car. You, you've obviously sure. moved out of the West Strand. You, yes. you live in a nice area now. <laughs> okay. Now, let's talk about car. What are you getting? Because it sounds like it's your thing. What, what, like now, now you got five million bucks for a car, if you want. What are you getting? Is, is there a car right now you're looking at and thinking, if I was to marry Princess Diana's long lost cousin, this is the first car I'd make her buy me. A '67 Stingray. What is that? It's a. Uh, I don't know how to. I don't know so how that's to describe. Your dream it's, car. Yeah, it's like a Corvette. Corvette okay, Stingray. Okay, so cor- Corvette, eh? Or 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 Pontiac Firebird. Available in South Africa. I'm sure you can find one. I know what a Pontiac they... is. Oh, it says... That's a Stingray. Ah, classic. Mm. Mm. So, so that's the car you'd have, huh? Oh. Hey, you've kind of got the Japanese version of that now. Yeah. They're that shape. So, oh, so you like that. I, I love that. I'm, I'm not... I like two doors. I don't feel like you need to have any more people in your car than two doors. While we're talking about doors, your thoughts on Joshua door? <laughs> that's my uncle in the furniture business. Do you know... Fun fact, guys. Yes. Fun fact. Okay, Joshua Door isn't a South African company, right? So anyone who listens to the podcast internationally, we had the fur- – I don't think it exists anymore. It does, kind of. No, it does. It does, right? So it was a store, Joshua Door, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Furniture store. You got an uncle in the furniture business. We all grew up on that. Yes. It's not South African. It's actually American, right? Huh. I don't know that. Yeah it's, yeah, it's American, right? And the owner of it – so there was the original guy who started the first Joshua Door and he started franchising across America – he got murdered and left in the boots of his car. He got an uncle in the boot of your car. Who killed? Yeah, it's a true story. I can't remember. I'll get the exact details. But so there's the actual American guy who started Joshua Door got murdered by the mob because they loaned him the money to franchise out. You're joking. Yeah. Up. And then, of course, things didn't go well as they never go well with the mob. And yeah. he ended up in the boot of his car. Wow. You got an uncle in the boot of your car. <laughs> Every day is a school day. Huh? Live in the West Rand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I was going to say, because there was... That's incredible. Deep in the West Strand, there, and, and there was a Joshua the, Dorn. The song was the same. The yeah. song was the same. That also, yeah. I thought it was a South African construct. No, but it's no. 100%. Is there a documentary about this? Um, there's a, the, I'm I remember sure there will be one. We covered it on that 80 show. Oh, my goodness. Mm. I, I cannot wait to watch that. Paolo. It is next to Bears. Do you remember Bears? No, I remember Loveners. Loveners. No, there's the a, Paolo, I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen Bears. Yeah, there there are Bears, yeah. yeah. Uh, bears. Bears. Don't you remember the three bears with the with the green, red, no, and, the, no. and the yellow? I don't the furniture store called bears. bears. Sorry, you you grew up in the north. I don't think it was a thing anywhere. It no. was more in the west and south. But but you know what? I grew up quite protected from that stuff. Like I, I never had it to was go a with store. my buddy. It wasn't like a. It was, it wasn't no no a no. Gang. Like Joshua. <laughs> so, well well, you're wrong because Joshua Dawes in his boot. So, so let's I, hear it. Paula. I found the story right. So this is the the newspaper clipping. Um, police found the body of Harvey Leon Leach, chairman of the board of Joshua Door Furniture Co. in the trunk of his car on Sunday. He apparently died of knife wounds. Um, he was found just before 2 p.m., an hour before he was to have been married. So he's on the way to his wedding. No way. Wow. Yeah. How, how far back is this? This is... Imagine that. It like, was in the 80s. But well, while, while uh, Paolo finds that, mm. uh, like imagine this, right? Your mate, his wife forgot her vowels, right? Yes. In the uh, her vowels, sorry, no, yeah. but vowels are in the alphabet. Yes, her vowels. vowels. Um, like that's a whole thing. Like think of how stressed she was there. How do you bounce back from my husband isn't pitching up to my wedding at all? So it was involved. Sorry, is the 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 like I said, he borrowed money from the mob to now expand his business. And he was messing around with one of the mobsters' girlfriends. Ah, the G- uh, the Giacalonis. Yeah. The Giacalonis. Hey, about to yeah. You, you're gonna, that, that's, that's a one-way ticket to the boot of your car. But now, having said this, what makes the story better is if he's, he wasn't getting married to her, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. So he was getting married to someone else, just a Cindy, Cindy Smith. Yeah. And now the Giacaloni web was uh, obviously spun around him. And he mucked about, but hey. But what a mob thing to actually off you on your wedding day. That's like total mob. That's like we're a mob and we're taking you out on your wedding day. But w- here's what I hope happened. I hope the young uh, Gia Coloni. Gia Coloni. Gia Coloni, young girl he was mucking about with, who wasn't his wife that he was going to marry, right? She went and said, mm. no, he's not coming today because he's getting married. What? To who? I thought you guys were together, says Uncle uh, Jimmy, right? Boom. Sorry, that's over. He's not getting married to anyone else. He broke my daughter's heart. That is that is that's so a, crazy. That's dude. the true story of Joshua Dawes. So wow. not only is it not a South African store, yeah. but the original founder, 1974, original founder was offed by the mob. And it's also not the first um, store to pretend to be South African and bank on it as well. Well, it's the first one for Harvey Leon Leach, you say, eh? Mm, Harvey okay, Leon I'm going to look that up. That, that is one of the craziest things I've ever heard. You know, it, it does change it a little bit. you got an uncle in the furniture business yeah. in the back of the door, wow. car door. <laughs> a, a lot mob, of people killed. And I'm, I'm not trying to swerve the story, but a lot of people also think Black Label is produced in South Africa. It's actually a Canadian brand. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not South African at all. Everybody thinks in South well, Africa. Zamalek. Zamalek. Everyone thinks we own it, so that's why we claim it. But actually, it's a Canadian brand. Well, hmm. Carling's an international brand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, English football, Carling, long hmm. time. 
Now that makes sense. So Black Label, Canadian. Canadian, not well, South African. Probably owned by SA Breweries and Anheuser-Busch somewhere along the line. Mm. Yeah. No, because they, they own, own everything. everything. <laughs> they do. I think they only, they just don't own Heineken, but I mean, they own every other brewery around the world somehow. Speaking of which, not sure if you've heard, um, Ryan, uh, since we're talking about mobsters now and now Canada in the mix, mm. not sure if you've heard of the maple syrup wars. You know, I do recall watching something about this. Mm. I can't remember what it was, but I do recall hearing about about these maple syrup. And, and am I going to do a spoiler alert that they just had to release an emergency supply of maple syrup in Canada? I do, I, well, no, it's Wait, not a spoiler at all. What, what are you, do you mean? About? <laughs> an, an emergency. Be, because of COVID and climate change, blah, 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 all catching up, mm-hmm. is that Canada's not been able to, to make the usual supply of maple syrup. So they had to release... The emergency, some of the emergency stores of maple syrup. Well, so that, so it's already maple syrup. That's just, it's, so, yeah. it's already been harvested. Because they, of. because they're Canadian. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. they're going, okay, well, what's let's, this, what's let's, that about? let's be responsible because we're Canadian. This is what we do. While the going's good, let's make extra maple syrup and keep it. So because one day there may not be maple syrup. That's what the Canadians do. Yes. And yes, because of climate change and COVID and, 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 and they've had to dip into that emergency supply. Or because we, we kind of know that the other guys who roll like this is obviously the oil companies, right? Is maybe they've just gone, no, let's drive the prices up. <laughs> We've got more than enough, but let's tell them there isn't enough. Mm. We're fine. Yeah. Genius. That's what this, but real thing. Look that up. Yeah. Uh, they had to tap into the maple syrup reserves. Yeah. To meet soaring demand. Soaring. <laughs> pancake, pancake lovers, fear not. <laughs> people around the world. Fearing Soy. where they're going to get their next maple syrup fix for their pancakes. Like, imagine Hilarious. imagine someone got to watch the highlights of human history, right? The last, like, 400 years. Like, ah, you know, in 400 years ago. What's wrong, Mary? Ah, well, they want to burn me. Why? They think I'm a witch. You know, like, real fear. That's yeah. that, big time problems. Uh, bye, my love. Where are you going? To fight the Germans, right? That's where... That's where <laughs> Like, fast forward to us. <laughs> what is your greatest fear? The soaring shortage. Right? The fear that maple syrup won't be with me this December. Like, is that where we are? No. Can I tell you a fi- <laughs> funny thing? This, that's, this That's ho- climate change, eh? The, the last five change. years have been the most interesting years. Not just from a South African standpoint, but... You know, I was watching a movie last night with my parents, and I was showing them the, that old Adam Sandler movie, uh, Bedtime Stories. Never seen it. Great movie. But so this guy who owns the hotel, right? He's a germ freak and he's so worried about germs. And after he touches anyone's hand, he needs sanitizer. Mm -hmm. Now, five years ago, that was ridiculous. (laughs) It blended right in right now. I mean, think about the last five years we've had in South Africa, at least power outages, Mm -hmm. water shortages, Mm -hmm. uh, maple syrup. You're saying is now going out of age. Yeah. Fuel. Prices through the roof. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, it's been in the last five years. It has been insane. It, it, you can't write this stuff. You you can't write it, but you also have to say this, right? Um, I heard something on uh, the Gareth Cliff show the other day. I forget what the guy's name is, but he said, "When in doubt, zoom out." We do need to zoom out a little bit. Expensive fuel is a really nice problem to have because <laughs> fifty years ago, people were still dying of scurvy. Sure. <laughs> like, I know it sounds like that was the 1800s, 
right? The, the, <laughs> the, the, the 17th and 18th century. But that was happening 50 years ago. Scurvy was still a real scourge in the world, especially European or anywhere where, where that stamp is. That was a real thing. Like now. <laughs> now it's not a problem. <laughs> like crying about fuel. Yes, it's terrible. Yes, we live in a different world. Yes, our problems are the biggest problems. But let's zoom out a little bit. It's the best time in human history to be alive. No, it is. And it's not close. But having said that, there is no way, if I'm Canadian, I'm not having maple syrup and I will pay for it. <laughs> this is so crazy. So is this global or is this just in Canada? No, well, it's, it's, they, they supply worldwide. So they call them this body in Canada, maple syrup producers, because obviously it comes from maple tree. Yeah. yeah. Right. So there's 11,000, um, maple syrup producers within this body. They call them the OPEC of maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Just like oil. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's because of climate change. Because of climate change, the trees are producing less, uh, maple syrup because they're maturing quicker or later because of climate, because it's getting warmer. Mm-hmm. And they say in 15, what, in 20 years, no, where are we, 20, 50, 30 years, mm-hmm. the trees will be producing 15% less maple syrup. Can you imagine? So, you know what? Find an alternative now, guys. That's well, it. Well, before they are. They're finding that vegan. Bees? Yeah. Oh, that'll run. The vegan stuff's going to run out, right? So, this is what I worry. If you're running out of maple syrup, okay, yeah. which I suppose would be vegan. But yeah. anyway, surely... I mean, things they're making for vegan products and replacements and that are relatively new. Yeah. Surely that'll run out. The, the, there's a bee sort of um, cartel that are holding back on – that they're producing enough bees now. I know this. When this mm. problem comes up, they're going to re-release the bees and we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. There's I, a I cartel love, somewhere. I love to imagine the next Narcos. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just finished watching Narcos Mexico and they kind of finish just before Al, Al Chapo goes like supersonic. Uh-huh. But you know that after this, because they're obviously going to do an Al Chapo version <laughs> of Narcos. And the next one will be bees or maple syrup. That's exactly what's going to happen. You, you, you need, there's, there's, a, there's a cartel right now. Holding back bees, going, ha, look at these Canadian Muppets. Who, you know who's going to be a nightmare? Oh, I've just thought about it now. Can you imagine Greta Thunberg in 15 years' time when they ran out of maple syrup and she goes, do you remember when I said, how dare you? How dare you? Well, how dare you? <laughs> That's going to be epic. She must make merch, hoodies. It's going to be awesome. Maple syrup. Like, oh, it's going to be amazing. What if Greta's... <laughs> I need her to be the head of the Bee Association when they replace maple syrup. <laughs> I told you. I told you people in Davos. Oh, this is, this is what happens when you do a show on the 28th of December. This yeah. is exactly it. When you do a good show, this the, is what happens. We, we, we're in that weird time. The perennium hour. <laughs> the perennium, an interesting part of the body that been given many great names. Gooch is the best one of them. I think so. It is, it is the best one of them. But we're in another Gooch uh, period because uh, we're a sports show. Um, Paolo, everyone's trying to do the false nine thing now. And my football club in particular gave me a good reminder. And I, again, I went and looked at dynasties and was, you still need a number nine. Like, like everybody makes Man City and Barcelona the rules. They're not. They're the exception. Mm. Think of every team. Because I only care about winning. Like being a part of things, it's nice. Yes, the story. But when you think of all the teams that have dominated the Premier League for one, but the Champions League dynasties, there's a number nine. Even even the later iteration um, at Barcelona, he realized, oh, i got to get David Villa. Like, it's working, 
but I still need I need a thunderbolt up there. It's kind of like an insurance policy. I mean, Ryan, I want to throw it to you as a Chelsea fan. Sure. Like United fans, we got no, we don't have mixed feelings about Lukaku, <laughs> none at all. We're very clear of where we stand with Lukaku. But surely, when you see Lukaku come off the bench like he did the other day, and he just—I mean, before he won the penalty, he bounced two grown men. It was awesome. No, it was he, great. He, he bounced them. He one tried to hold him and hurt himself, threw himself on the ground, and the second one, as he came, Lukaku just bumped into him <laughs> and bumped him. I mean, surely, how would, how do you take this and say the statement from MKT that Lukaku is not your guy? We actually discussed this yesterday. The thing is, right, he's, he's put out statements recently in the last week or two stating how he wants to go back to Italy. And it all reverts back to the previous show that you did like about two weeks ago. And you said Lukaku was, Lukaku was getting the, uh, the red carpet in Italy. Everywhere he went, he was the guy. He comes to Chelsea, the stand is right up there. Mm. He's, not, he's not being treated as the guy because everyone in Chelsea has to hit that standard. And so he's not feeling that he wants to go back to Italy for that lifestyle. And so as much as like uh, the Boxing Day game, great game. That, that last goal he was about to put in before he was tripped in the box. He, you know, that, that so reminded me of when he was in Italy. Mm. Like that hunger was there. He wasn't being like, like the United Lukaku. We <laughs> Coddled, know yeah. who, who, was, who was never hungry by the looks <laughs> of <laughs> <laughs> so so I do agree he's as much as I wanted him to be the guy he's just his head is not in Chelsea he's looking where to go next he's looking to go back to Italy and so that he can't be the guy and, and I just think Paolo even with a guy like him who I don't think is the guy but it was a good reminder you need a number nine like, like, like Cavani because, was but the number nine even last United. night even Last night, Cavani, Cavani came through. You know, he was that you, number nine. It's such a good... When Cavani plays, Man United look different. Yeah, listen, I always go with the best thing I ever heard on the Football Ramble podcast. And the guy said, this was last season already. He said, when Cavani is on the field, is like putting a TV in your lounge. Suddenly, you know where to point all the furniture. <laughs> That's such a great it, way to, it, to it, you, it. you know what so I mean? Because before then, you don't know, we don't know what's the central point of your lounge. You put the TV there, everyone knows where to face it. And that's what Cavani does. But I mean, don't you just tactically think there's no space for a number nine? I mean, City are trying to win the league with like, I mean, pretty much eight midfielders. Yeah. I mean, they only, <laughs> they only play three players on midfielders, right? So does the current formation and the current like tactical trends in football even lead to a number nine when your goals are coming from wider? I, I want to be careful of, again, I don't want to make the exception the rule. I think you then need... Oh, a, Liverpool are doing it. You, you, you know what? Again, they've won once. I think we, we get caught up in mm. Jürgen because we love him. But in that season, if, they, if they'd had a proper guy in that season where they lost it to City, where it was what, like 100 points or, 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 or whatever, is I also, I don't want Jürgen and... Um, and what City are doing now to become the rule. Because I, I, I went and looked over the, the years of the Premier League. So not, not English football. And it's evolving. But even today, like Bayern Munich are the best. Why? They got that guy. Leo Messi is an exception. But then on that argument, in that case, then Tottenham should be shoo-in for top three or four then. Because they got a number nine. So no, but but... I don't think they're good enough to win elsewhere. I'm saying in order to take you to the next level, 
You need David Villa. You need Samuel Eto'o. Um, even today, you need Lewandowski. Real Madrid even needed Benzema. You, you, you yeah. needed for, to completely unlock it and make it 10 out of 10. You need, what did you say, a TV? You need to know what your TV is. And, and listen, I'm, I'm making arguing for argument's sake because I do believe I do believe you. Because when, when you say, who are the favorites for the Champions League? You're going Chelsea, Liverpool, City, and Bayern Munich. Mm. In a crunch, you go, okay, who do you think can win it? I even put Real Madrid in there. Why do you think, so who is your absolute favorite? I'd yeah. go Bayern. Or even Real Madrid, because they do have that number nine. Yeah. They do have that guy when all the little pretty stuff in the formation, all that isn't working, you can just lump it in, you can hit it along the ground or whatever. Like United did last night, just put it in there and the guy's going to find a way to score it. And quite rightly, Chelsea don't have that guy. I don't think City have that guy. Liverpool don't have that guy. When you mark out Salah and when you get to that highest level, you know, where a guy's not falling over for Salah, he's staying on his feet, he knows how to mark him out, knows how to show him a line. Suddenly you just don't have that ball that you can just zip across where Bayern Munich do have that. Yeah. So, so quite rightly. But is football producing those anymore? Well, that and th- this was my thoughts was like, I just, I don't know. There's something I don't feel about Lukaku, but he came on and then Hudson Odoi was on now. Mm. And now Pulisic's on. And mm. it wasn't just about the crosses. It's guys. We want to play here. Come play here. Mm. Because now Hudson Odoi doesn't have to dribble from the halfway line. Get it into him. I'm keeping it. And then he'll turn mm. it around the corner. And now you can see the best of uh, Hudson Odoi because now he's doing his business in the nightmare for defenders. We're in the penalty box now. Now we one on one, not on the halfway line, not th- 35 yards out. And now I've got you on an island because the centre back can't come and help you. He's just fallen over from Lukaku. And that reference point just turned all of Chelsea on there. Like, like, and, and I think, I, I think, Paolo, it's, it's a great point. Outside of the goal scoring side, I think now we're obsessed. Everything on Twitter is about stats. It's what does he do for the whole environment when he's on? And Lukaku, it, it would look like a different Chelsea. Do you know who our last great number nine was? It was Diego Costa. And then they tried to bring Morata in to try to fulfill that, and Morata just failed. Well, I think that's why everyone's getting so excited. Everyone gets so excited about Haaland. Because he's the one. He is the one. He, he's, and he's the only one. You know, I think you go back 15 years, there were five or six. And every big team had that number nine. Where now you don't really get that as much. And then that's why everyone's looking at Haaland and going, okay, we got to get him. Because that's 10 years. And ultimately, PSG, I think, again, at that, I'm talking about the sharpest end. Mm. PSG have been close how many times? Neymar's not enough. Mbappe's not enough. Even Cavani, for all his greatness, wasn't enough. Because when we get there, I know Lewandowski's going to take us to the promised land. I know, I know (laughs) there's going to be that deflection of the keeper hits the post that probably the best we've seen in terms of the guy, the type of guy I'm talking about is Ruud van Nistelrooy. Yeah. Uh, don't give me the fluff. Mbappe, Neymar, it's enough of that. I've got enough of that. Hudson Adoy, Mason Mount, it's all very nice. It's very pretty. Ruud van Nistelrooy is simply the best thing I'm talking about here. Is that when it got to the sharp end, you knew. You knew Tevez would be there. You knew. You just, you knew. It'd come off the post. It was elbow. He'd handball it. Next thing, it's a goal now. Well, Aguero was the same. And oh, no. that's why I think it's such a pity no, that no. his career... Weirdly, just like fizzled out and people don't talk about him. But for all those reasons, he was exactly that. And he was a more modern iteration of it. He Suarez. Could... <laughs> Suarez as well. Suarez as well. When, the, last time Neymar, the last time Neymar was Neymar, he could bounce the ball of Suarez. Oh, That easy. was the last time he was at that MSN. 
He was Neymar was on the precipice of being that guy. He was so close, and he thought, "Oh no, no, I'm the guy." Well, are you? Cristiano Ronaldo, for all of his greatness, look what happened when he didn't have a, the the one time he didn't have a number nine was where Juventus. What happened? Mm. And and he, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's one, two, three greatest, uh, or if you put Maradona, top four greatest of all time. There's no con- you'll we will probably never see another Cristiano Ronaldo. Even the great, and that word's overused, Cristiano Ronaldo, one time he didn't have the number nine. Leo Messi, since he hasn't had uh, a number nine. Luis Suarez, David Villa. Remember, those are the two. It, it went uh, David Villa. Okay, it's a little bit of us. Luis Suarez. And what's happened without number nine? Get yourself a TV. <laughs> the moral of the story is if you're a football club, get yourself a TV first. Um, great point. Yeah. Get, hey, get yourself a TV. Well said, Paolo. Another another thing of like knowing that that you're not the guy. I just want to point out it's a recent thing we spoke about yesterday as well. Is look at Arsenal. Aubameyang is nowhere to be seen, and now they're destroying teams. But but Lacazette's being a TV. Yeah. You see, Aubameyang didn't want to be the main guy up front. He wanted to drift off. Yeah. He wanted to drop. He wanted to come collect the ball. Where Lacazette's up front, he says, "I'm chasing defenders. I'm sitting on the centre back. I'm getting stuck in yeah. there, and it brings everyone higher up the field." So it's such a blessing because Obama Young wasn't playing that game. Mm. That's not his game. Where Lacazette goes, hell, I'm going to be a bastard up there. <laughs> Get yourself a TV. Get yourself a TV. Let's go. Just- Paolo, you're a good guy. <laughs> you're a good guy. Good good guy. Good good for bringing the Portuguese culture in here. Ryan. Any culture. I feel it- any culture I bring. Get yourself a TV. <laughs> and Ryan, it's, it's, it's LL Cool J. Okay. Ladies love cool jabs. <laughs> Lol, Cool J, what a day. It's fantastic. What a day. (laughs) Paolo, thoughts and prayers, man. Thoughts and prayers about Man United currently. What a day. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. The protests are useless. (laughs) It's LL Cool J, and there are dragons. In, mixed in with (laughs) Merlin and, and witches. That's, that's what happened there. That's, he was a drunkard. It was, it's just incredible stuff. The Bumblebee movie, three transformers. I'd love to know what you think. The MKT Show on all social media platforms. Uh, Paolo, great stuff today. Um, I, I bought my A-game. You did? I did. You, and it's not easy. It's not easy no. in the Gooch period of the year to be able to deliver the goods. But, but that's why I said I waited till United played because then I know this content's built in. <laughs> I know I can go on a 15-minute rant and that's it. Yeah. That I've contributed. Right, it was stuff. great rant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you too, right? Thank right? You. You, you know, you... You've basically already got your dream car. Ryan's got so many things in front of him. He's got so many devices in front of him. It's actually unreal. He looks like he looks like a Hi-Fi Corporation promo girl. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> hey, have some respect. This is a guy who's going to get going. a mask, right? Made by Will I Am with air conditioning inside of it. Oh, you think so Ryan's no, not going to have six iPads? Those things are real, hey? No, no. He he, he was bitterly disappointed because he missed out twice. Oh, I saw this thing. They are real, though. Right, real mm. thing. Hey, yeah. air conditioning was it? Or yeah. what was it? A no, fan? it's it's a it's a fan inside. Does is here's the one that's actually got the little LEDs that mimic your mouth. No, so, no, no. So when you talk, it's got this like little LED pad on the front, and when you talk, like it's like this little mouth. You can change your mouth to. You joking? Yes. That is awesome. No, it's not that one. No, but there he, is one like that. No, here's one. He's got the built-in stereo sort of. Uh, Headphones in. So is that attached to the mask? Um, yeah, there's a magnet where, so you can put them in or you can put them on the magnets. So you can go for your runs and you don't have to feel out of breath because, you know, these masks are 
Killing us. Based on the opening of the show with Lil, Lil Cool J and not knowing Beyonce was in a band, which wasn't Ryan, but. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. W- Will I Am. Yes. What was the band he was part of? The Black Eyed Peas. Okay. All right. That would have been a situation. That would have been That a was situation. probably one of the first CDs I ever bought was Elephant. Look at this guy. First CDs I ever bought. Incredible, eh? <laughs> Just like Bali us the whole time. Jesus. Ryan, okay. <laughs> Incredible show. Incredible show. The KT show. Great to have you guys. Uh, we're back on the morrow. Uh, but for now, we are the hell out of here.